Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Com. Rise and grind, ladies and gentlemen. It's about to get bumpy. Time to attack and dominate. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam and Bobby Carpenter. And here we go on a Tuesday, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, the general Bobby Carpenter, and of course our fearless leader and producer, Mark the Shark. You know, it just hit me, I think it was yesterday after we'd wrapped up the show with Jensen, that we are no longer in the football season, and we've got a long seven, eight months to wait before it finally comes back around again. And a little bit of part of me got sad that that was the case, that football season is officially over. And it happens every year, but at the same time, I shed a singular tear for that. I don't know, Bob. It's great to talk to you, buddy. I'm glad that you made it back safe. Did we make it back speedily? Uh, Quicker than maybe I was going to. When I originally rebooked my flight when I was before I was talking to you guys yesterday. There was an option to get me home at about twelve fifteen. So thankfully, I got back. I got on the horn, and I realized there were some better options than that. Got back to got back to the house about nine forty five. Okay, so not, not crazy. I had a bunch of stuff I had to get done <laughs> as I got home. It's a much different far cry than the five fifteen I was supposed to get home with. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you're flying out a lot in, uh, in Oklahoma Beam. They have three flights a day. They're all to Dallas. And no, we there, just needed to get to Dallas. Well, if there would have been a rental car company there, I mean, Lawton Beam, it has one gate. Yeah. And if I, there would have been a rental car company there, I just would have hopped in, rented a one-way car. It's three hours to Dallas. The flight's like 25 minutes. Hopped in and flew off. But that, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. So, uh, yeah, a little bit tougher uh, situation I had to deal with. You know what, Bean? It's all right. We're all here. Good. And we're doing good. And, uh, you know, I handled the travel situation, I think, a little bit better than I would have expected. So, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe there's maturation going on. What do you What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I didn't blow up on anybody. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did ask the lady. I was like, when there's all these different flight options to rebook, I didn't want to talk to you on the phone. I know you guys are busy. You got a lot of stuff going on. You gave me one option. It was a terrible one. So... Are there any other better ones? There were other better ones that I looked at myself, and I'm like, like well, that's all they have. I'm like, man, there's a direct flying at you know, 5.20, gets in at 9 o'clock or whatever, 9.15. She's like, oh, okay. I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, I go, put me on that Yep, right there. So, yes, it wasn't uh, too bad. Got a little bit of work done. Made some calls at the airport, hung out. But uh, it was a good time. Had a really good time. We'll talk about it throughout the show. But um, heading to... Uh, Fort Sill, Tinker, and then ultimately Altus, Altus Air Force Base as well. So two Air Force bases. An Army post learned beam that a post is for the Army, a base is for the airport, Air Force. Okay. Uh, Navy, they call it an installation. Um, some people call it a base, but the technical term is installation. So kind of a, a broad sweeping term. But yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty good, man. Uh, the troops were awesome out there. They're excited for us to be there. And, um, yeah, Gary Sinise called me an NFL legend in, in the video, so you know what? 
Fantastic. Did you re- did we record that? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Good. I would too. I was like, oh, this is the video. Thank <laughs> you. It's like NFL legend. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's dudes are getting real fast and loose with that term, but you know what? <laughs> Gary Sneese, I'll uh if you're gonna say it, then you know what? It must be true. Absolutely, buddy. I'm glad that you got back all right. I'm glad that everything got through. We're officially through the football season now. I shed a single tear. I was telling you that a little bit earlier on this morning. Had a breakdown yesterday about that. The long, lonely road. It begins now uh, into the off season. But we've got tons to talk about, right, with the Buckeyes. Got tons to talk about with the NFL. So uh, I'm glad you made it back. I'm looking forward to the stories uh, that you're going to share uh, throughout the rest of the week here with us. I can't. I'm super excited to hear about the the attack dog story because I saw that oh, video. Yeah, I saw that video on your Instagram page. And I'm like, all right, that's going to be. That's a highly trained machine, oh, right yeah. there. The little Malawas, the Malawas and Shepherds they have. Yeah. Those are uh, those are always fun. Beam those guys get, like to get after it. We get an awesome show lined up for you here this morning. Uh, 49ers not knowing the rules and overtime is a pretty wild situation. So we'll dive into a little bit of that more uh, coming up here in our next segment. Do some Chip Kelly talk coming up here at the bottom of the hour. No schlegs today. Programming note. No schlegs today. Uh, we didn't get a chance to talk with him last night just because of travel issues uh, with you yesterday, Bob. Yep. So we're going to check in with schlegs today and we will get an opportunity to listen to that uh, later on tomorrow morning, around 6.35. So we're going to bump Schlegs today. Uh, so he's coming up tomorrow at 6.35. The hyphenator, Jean-Luc Grandpierre, he's going to join the program. 7.20 this morning, we'll talk some jackets. Tony Gurdman, Buckeye Huddle at 7.35. Then, of course, Uncle Bo, he rounds out the program with us, as he does every single Tuesday, coming up here at 8.35. Before we get into anything else today, it is Tuesday, February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day 2024. Time for Today in History. Time to get smarter. Morning Juice presents Today in History. Here's your professor, Bobby Carpenter. Sponsored by Dr. Mark Levy. If you're snoring and not sleeping, call Dr. Mark Levy at 1-800-MORE-SLEEP. All right, Bob. It's great to have you back. Well, it is, uh, it's great to be back. It is Tuesday, February 13th, the 44th day of the year, 322 days remaining mm. in this 2024 uh, this day, 1866, Jesse James robs his first bank in Liberty, Missouri, uh, $15,000 beam. So not a lot by today's standards, but a decent chunk back then. Wasn't his last either. Was not his last. This day, 1920, the National Negro Baseball League is organized. This day, 1937, did you know that the Washington Redskins, when they were still called that, were not indigenous to the city of Washington. Do you know where they migrated from, Beam? Um, I feel like I do, but I it's too it's you threw that at me too fast this morning. Shark, you got any idea? Boston. There you go. The okay. Boston Redskins moved to Washington DC on this date 1937. You know, so I just saw that? some odds um about the name change that I guess they're going to change their name again because the ownership group they don't really like commanders and there's thoughts out there that they're going to change their name. And the Redskins like high up on the list of going on the, back. On the odds of going yeah. going back to the name. I think that there was a number of people that just wanted Dan Snyder out of there. Yeah. So, uh, yes, the state nineteen fifty two Rocky Marciano defeated Lee Sevold for his thirty ninth straight victory. Nineteen fifty four, uh, Frank Selvey becomes the only NCAA player with a hundred point game. Ooh. Uh, it's. Foreman over Foreman over Newberry, a nine-year NBA career, couple All Stars. So uh, kudos to him. Nice job there. Furman versus Newberry sounds like a Supreme Court. Um, it does Supreme Court case. Yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
Uh, this day, 1983, the WBC World Boxing Commission cuts the boxing uh, matches from 15 rounds, which is what it was traditionally, down to 12 rounds, which, I mean, just getting soft, being yep. getting soft. Back all the way back in the 80s. Uh, and then this day, 1990, some big news out of the Cold War. Uh, German reunification efforts are announced to go from France, UK, and the U.S. Is that Ronald Reagan, I'm, I'm guessing? Yeah, you know why this is what we're going to have, because they didn't have anything from that day. Today I say as long as this gate is closed, as long as this scar of a wall is permitted to stand, it is not the German question alone that remains open, but the question of freedom for all mankind. There is one sign the Soviets can make that would be unmistakable, that would advance dramatically the cause of freedom and peace. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's a pretty nice speech right there. As Germany is then reunified from east and west to what it currently is today. Uh, also on that same day, Larry Bird, uh, after 71 straight free throws, ultimately misses. Going for the NBA record. Do you know how the NBA record for consecutive three th- free throws? I do not. Oh, man. Is it Calvin, Mur- uh, Calvin Murphy? 78. Good Way job, to go, Shark. Shark. Of course he got it. We expect nothing less. Any relation to Charlie? Uh, you know what? That might be his cousin. We're not positive on that. I'll have to dig it up. Uh, there we go. This day, 2000. Uh, the last original Peanuts comic strip appears a day after Charles Schultz's death. He didn't want anybody else to take over writing it for him. Okay. So, yeah, that was uh, his deal. And then the lady you're hearing right now, on this day, 2012, Adele sweeps all six Grammy nominations that she had. I'm glad you got rolling in the deep in here, Shark. It's probably my favorite song of hers. It's it's just upbeat enough. Oh, yeah. it's got some, it's, it's a real banger. Uh, some uh, birthdays today, born on this date, 1885, Bess Truman, 35th First Lady of the United States. Chuck Yeager, born on this date, 2023, lost him right at the start of COVID. Uh, first pilot to break the sound barrier. Uh, Peter Tork, born on this date, 1942, lost him in 2018, the bass and keyboards for the Monkees. Jerry Springer. Passed away last year, but born on this date, 1944. Former mayor of Cincinnati, Beam. Of course. Absolutely. You'll love that. And uh, Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski, 13, or 13 Final Fours and five national titles later. Uh, turning 77 today. In order to get better, you change limits. And when you change limits, you're going to look bad and you're going to fail. At West Point, I learned that failure was never a destination. In other words, when you are knocked back, figure out why, then change. The other thing is that you're not going to get there alone. Be on a team. Surround yourself with good people and learn how to listen. You're not going to learn with you just talking. And when you do talk, converse. Don't make excuses. Figure out the solution. And you don't have to figure it out yourself. And, you know, to me, that's what we've tried to build our program on for the 42 years now that I've been a coach. How about that? There you go. Coach K, one of the best. Uh, Peter Gabriel turned in 74. Love Peter Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Solo career. Took over his uh, Genesis as well. Uh, Gary Patterson, former TCU head coach, turned in 64. Randy Boss. Randy. 
turning 47 today. And then Aqib Tlaib turning a 38 uh, alongside NFL corner. Cleveland native as well. And they're passing away on this date in 2002. Waylon Jennings, country music star. Uh, some holidays observances. It's Desperation Day, Beam. Ooh. Maybe it's because the day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, Dream Your Sweet Day. Employ Legal Awareness Day. Uh, Extraterrestrial Culture Day. All right. It's a big one, Shark. Always uh, remember that. Uh, get a Different Name Day. <laughs> day before uh, Valentine's Day, it's International Condom Day, too. Uh, inter- I think that would be tomorrow. Uh, well, maybe you got to get them a day early, Beam. International yeah. Pancake Day, Kiss yeah. Day, Madly in Love With Me Day, Mardi Gras Carnival Day. Yes. Uh, National Breakup With Your Carrier Day. Fat Tuesday today, huh? Yeah. There you go, Beam. Figuring it out now. National uh, uh, Interest Friends Day, Tortellini Day. Oh, goodness. We've got a lot here. Uh, Self Love Day. It is Shrove Tudis Day or Mardi Gras Day as well. And World Radio Day. And those hey. are historical events, your birthdays, your passings, your holidays, observances. For this date, February 13th, the first Tuesday of the month, the 44th day of the year, and 322 days remaining in this 2024. Very well done, that General, as always. Going to do some Super Bowl recap uh, with Bob coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Tuesday morning to you. Right now, as you're heading out the door, we are not tracking any major crashes across your central Ohio roadways. Starting to see traffic pick up over on 161 as you approach I-270 over on the northeast side and on the far west side coming in on I-70. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starter. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just a couple of dudes being guys. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. You're listening to Morning Juice. Well, Tuesday edition of the program, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. No shlags today. He's going to join us tomorrow. There's normal weekly appearance. I'm going to move some things around. Shuffle down. Uh, we were talking yesterday, Bob, um, about you know when you called in the program around 820, um, whether to take the ball or not to take the ball in overtime of the Super Bowl. And again, I was... Um, you know, sitting there on my couch, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, talking about winning the Super Bowl here with this play, and I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, the Chiefs are going to get the ball back regardless. Uh, and then later on in the program, we discovered that the San Francisco 49ers didn't know the overtime rules. Yeah. That's a quite the bumpy situation to be in. Here's the thing. Most people don't care. You know, not necessarily don't care. Like, you can make arguments and justifications for... Either way, I think it's always better if both teams have to possess the ball to have a second to know what you need to get. Yeah, And you know, I think even Pat Mahomes said, he's like, Andy Reid won't say this, and he'll probably get mad I was going to say it, but we were going to go for two if they had scored a touchdown to win it there anyway. Yeah. So I think it's always more advantageous to do that. If you want to build me an argument about taking it first, I can maybe get there. But the fact that you didn't know, that's that's the tough part. And here, here's the problem with this, too. 
This is why I have a problem when you change the rules from regular season to overtime because, or to uh, or from regular season to um, the postseason because then you're asking guys. It's not like there's anything structurally that changes during the game. It's just a, a game in the postseason versus a game that's not. And so when I look at that, I'm like, all right, Kyle Shanahan, you needed to get your team prepared. Yeah. Everybody needed to know that. You need to go over situational football, and I get it. But I'm a not I'm not a believer in the fact that you should be changing something simply due to when it is because people didn't like the outcomes. They didn't like the results before. And so we're going to change it because someone didn't get a ball, didn't get the ball at the end of a game. So yeah, it's the Josh Allen rule. And, and, well, Josh Allen, and then uh, when Brady won – with uh, the was it the Pats over the Falcons? They beat them in overtime. That's right because they Went got the ball first. They had all the momentum in the yeah. world, and it was just whoosh. Went down and scored a touchdown, and the game was over. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a couple times where obviously that happened, and you know people didn't like the outcome, so they changed the rule. And you know, with that, obviously you have to ad- adjust and adapt. And Kyle Shanahan, like you can't, your guys, they have to understand. They've yeah. got to understand the situation and have to know now. It didn't ultimately impact them because they only got a field goal anyway. Yep. But, but they could have had an extra down. Yeah, if you, you know, if it, you, they had the option, they could have won second yep. and things may have been different. So it would have been interesting to see if they scored a touchdown, how much their players would have celebrated. Yeah. That would have been, I think, the real You know what, Bob? You're absolutely right about that. I didn't think, like, if you would have had players running out on the field, like. Thinking of the confusion, like you just won the game. And then they're like, wait a second, no, they get the ball. I mean, that would have been a pretty mortifying process because I forgot about that until after they kicked off and started talking about it. I'm like, oh, that's right, we did change this up because I, I wasn't thinking about it consciously. And obviously those guys weren't either. So it was, uh, it's something that, you know, they, they probably talked about at the beginning of the season. But when, when the uh, playoffs hit, like you've got to break down situationally what's going on and how that's going to differ. Yeah, I'm not here to crucify Kyle Shanahan for taking the ball first. I think I can get there with his thought process and and the cut that we heard yesterday from right after the Super Bowl. His process was that okay, well we get a possession and if the Chiefs either don't you know tie us or they tie us on our possession, then third possession becomes sudden death. And that was Kyle Shanahan's explanation. Like we wanted to get the ball third, so we were in a sudden death situation. Then we would have the advantage. So I I I understand that, and I can I can get there. And I'm not going to criticize him for the thought process. Like we're criticizing him about it because they lost the football game, right? I mean, yeah. hindsight is always twenty twenty. But what I am here to do is say that your guys in the Super Bowl don't know the rules. Like that's a that's a pretty wild thing. And again. It's a different thing for me and you to be watching the game on TV, yeah. scratching our heads, saying, "I don't really know the rules." But you know, it sounded like the Chiefs were pretty pretty prepared for this situation. Chris Jones was talking about it. Patrick Mahomes was talking about it. Everybody on the Chiefs were like, "Yep, we practiced this since the beginning of training camp, and we would have run-throughs every week during the playoffs yep. to say, here's what we do, here's the situation, what's going to happen." And That's what great coaches do. You right. practice situational yeah. football. And I don't care, you know, the guy, best guys who I play with, Bill Parcells is the same way, Bill, uh, Bill Belichick, where, hey, here's the scenario, here's the time, here's the point in the game, this is how many points we need, we're on offense, we're on defense, this is our timeouts, like all that stuff, going through it, overtime, do we want to take the ball first, do we not, mm-hmm. you know, is there a situation where, I think, uh, like Bill Belichick one time, instead of taking the ball, they took the wind. In a game, and I, think I do they, remember they, that I think they kicked off twice because yep. they thought it was more advantageous to have the wind at their back at critical points, and 
ended up winning that game. So there's all kinds of different ways to do things, but you have to practice it. Your players have to know it. They have to understand how you're operating and why you're doing those things. And for Kyle Shanahan, who, listen, he's a great coach. His father has been to two Super Bowls. He's been to a number of NFC championship games. You just don't fall your way there, especially, you know, when you've taken a quarterback that was – you know, the last pick in the draft, and he's getting you there. Like, they've built a great team. He understands what's going on. But, yeah, that's you know, it's just not great. No. And you've got to figure out a way to understand what's going on. And, and it, if you're a Niners fan, you got to be disappointed with uh, it. Uh, of course, you have to be disappointed with it. And, like, that's a thing now, you know, him in the Super Bowl. Like, that's a – it's obviously very hard to win, right? I mean, I'm not breaking any news. There are 32 teams in the NFL. 31 of them go home very sad. And you got there, and the long road – marches on again for the San Francisco 49ers uh, and Kyle Shanahan. Here was Andy Reid uh, yesterday during his uh, season-ending press conference talking about if Kansas City had won the toss in overtime, what their plan was. We would have um, kicked the ball off. The officials actually are on top of it right away. They're on it. Uh, there were still a couple seconds on the clock, and the, we have the extra officials on the sideline, and they were asking me what we would do, and I said uh, we would kick off. Major Patrick was on board with it. He he was the one who had to go out and, and do that uh, with the officials. So, um, and then Dave Tobe ma- ma- making sure that he was there. But that we had already gone through all of that, so every, everybody knew. Now, when it happened, uh, with that amount of time on the clock, I think we were all like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you know. So I, I know I know what McColl said there. Um, we just had this hard-fought fight, and all of a sudden, it's a walk-off. You know, it's that's it's a weird feeling that way. <laughs> I bet, I bet, just walking off the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, it's it's something that's great. You know, that walk-off touchdown. You know, Chiefs schemed it up. I mean, they did a great job there. I mean, Andy Reid. I mean, kudos to him. Yep. You know, through his third Super Bowl, it's putting him in some rarefied air. Yes, it the is. People that have won more than won more than two. I mean, he's up there now with Bill Walsh. Uh, Chuck Knoll has won four. Belichick has won six. Anyone else, Shark, that's ahead of him? You said you said uh, Walsh, right? Walsh, Walsh has three. three. Noel has four. And then Belichick has six. That's it. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's with Lombardi has only two. had two. He's Shula with Gibbs. Land tied two. with Gibbs. And Gibbs has three. That's tied what, with Walsh. And Gibbs the, has three as well. Right. Only ones ahead of him are Chuck Nolan and Bill Belichick. There you go. I mean, so that's pretty impressive with what he's been able to do in this run he's been on. Uh, you know, so well done, Andy Reid. I mean, after a number of years in Philly not being able to get through, I mean, he found Pat Mahomes. And it'll be interesting as Kelsey continues to get older. You know, he's their main playmaker on offense. How the offense will evolve and what it will look like and – you know, assuming maybe Travis has another year, couple years, whatever it is, but he's played more football than he's going to play. How they continue to evolve because the beginning they had Tyree Kill as well. Obviously, he's no longer there. How they draft, how they continue to sculpt that team. What will Chip Kelly's offense look like here in Columbus? Do that next. Morning Juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Tuesday morning to you. Right now, we are not tracking any crashes across your central Ohio roadways. Starting to see traffic pick up on I-71, coming in and out of the downtown Columbus area. Also on the far west side on I-70. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. 
Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hash Browns and Smackdowns. You're listening to Morning Juice. A reminder, coming up 24 hours from now. Anthony Schlegel, he's going to join the program tomorrow at this very time. On his anniversary as well. It's going to be a big day for him. Uh, lots of stuff happened when you were gone, buddy. Um, you're out in Oklahoma visiting Air Force bases. Yeah. Air Force bases, Army posts. I there's, don't know if you got there's the... No, there's no Navy in... Uh, at least there's naval elements there, but there's no naval bases. Not but, connected to the ocean. Yeah, there's not connected to the Air Force... Or not connected to the ocean. So... Fort Sill in Oklahoma, Tinker Air Force Base in Oklahoma, and then Altus Air Force Base in Oklahoma uh, is where we went. Um, it was uh, it was pretty great uh, to go out there, kind of see everybody. I uh, started off at Fort Sill as the first place. We flew into uh, Lawton, which is where Fort Sill is. Uh, then went over to Tinker, uh, stopped. Let's take a look at our itinerary here. Gosh, it seems like a month ago. That I got there because it was uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, the days were a little bit longer, but it was it was pretty good. Then we went uh, stopped by General Tommy Frank's museum and his Leadership Institute. Who I saw you post some of that stuff. It looked yeah, he awesome. has some awesome stuff in there. He uh, was the uh, commander during, I guess, the Second Gulf War, Operation Freedom. Um, he's got a great story himself. And then we finished up at uh, Altus Air Force Base with our uh, little. Uh, watch party and you know just going through base tour and everything and you know meet with some of the troops it was it's a little bit bumpy weather wise that's why we ended up getting delayed i guess um it was warm yesterday but sunday i mean it was snowy cold brutal yeah it was it dropped from like 50 which is what 55 on wednesday thursday when we got there to about you know 32 33 cold enough for it to stick a little not on the roads some in the grass uh, but yeah, it was like 20 mile hour wind on it. It was, uh, it was a little brutal, to well, say the least. Glad everything worked out all right. Glad you had a good time. Going to do some more stories coming up here uh, around the top of the 7 o'clock hour with you. Um, before we get into the Chip Kelly stuff, I mean, how was, how was the game for you? I mean, watching watching with the troops. It was, was fun. It? I mean, there was more Niners fans than Chiefs fans, even though we were in Oklahoma. Uh, I went out with Vernon Carey, who played uh, tackle. In the, for It's funny, he's a guy that grew up in Miami, played for the U and then played it for the Dolphins for eight years. Like, so he knew his whole career, never left Miami. So there's no, you know, a number of fans of his out there. Um, you know, a couple, there's some Denver Broncos cheerleaders that were there. So they were like anti KC for sure. <laughs> uh, but it was mostly San Fran fans to tell you the truth. Uh, and, and there were some people that were very sad and upset, uh, as the game was going on. And then there, everyone's like, it's scripted. It's scripted. They keep going to that. <laughs> like, I don't think it's scripted. I mean, I'm as big a conspiracy theorist about some things as anyone, yeah. but so I, don't, I don't think this is scripted with what we're seeing here. It's just... How dare you? Yes, it is. Well, because I kept telling them, like, well, this is kind of how it's going to play out here. Basically giving them, like, a private private radio show, private commentary during the yeah. game. They go, if you can tell this, how come? How do you know it's, it's scripted then? I'm like, it's not. It's just, this is what these coaches like to do. This is how this game will probably play out based upon what's going on. Did you call the Spags jailhouse on third down in the... Uh Towards the end of the game with like two minutes left. Oh, them going all out. Yeah. Um, 
Well, so I was like, I, you know, I played briefly for Spags. I'm like, I understand his defense and what he likes to do. They had I mean, to get the ball. They had to get the yeah. ball back. I mean, there's certain things that just, that, that's how it has to happen. And if it doesn't, then you're not giving yourself the best chance to win. So, yes, like, it, you know, calling out what's going to happen there, it's not the hardest thing in the world as you begin to kind of see how the game plays out. Absolutely, man. So, by the way, when you were gone, uh, Ohio State lost their offensive coordinator. Yep, saw that. Bill O'Brien left for the Boston College job. And then Ohio State hired a new offensive coordinator in Chip Kelly. Yeah. That was a very quick um, putting a Band-Aid on the situation very fast. So a little you know, insight, on that, insight into that. Uh, you know, I think Chip Kelly was in the selection set the first time around. Yep. And you know, he had a buyout, which was fairly substantial. Like, maybe not for a head coach, but you know, anytime you have a coordinator buyout, a lot of times it's not much at all. And obviously this was... More significant. I don't feel like UCLA really wanted him there. The problem was he, you know, he beat USC. They won their bowl game, but his D coordinator left. I mean, it's just didn't seem like he really wanted to be no, there that much and that's, either. And that's what I'm saying. They didn't want him there. He didn't want to be there. Yeah. He was sniffing around any NFL job he could get. Fortunately for Ohio State, he didn't get any of the coordinator jobs he was looking for. Whether it was uh, Vegas, Washington, and then lastly Seattle. You know, I think Ryan was pretty excited about it, the opportunity to get him in. And you know, thankfully, the administration here at Ohio State, I think it speaks to, you know, bringing in Ted Carter, you know, what he's about, the president, because everybody has to sign off on this stuff. Yeah. And you know, the new AD, Ross Bjork, you know, Gene's still here, but hey, pay a buyout to go get an assistant coach and a coordinator. Like, we have everything ultimately that you need now to be able to go win and hoping that this situation is is good and positive. And should be ready to rock. So you, I think they feel pretty good about it. I think Ryan's very excited about it. And it checks all the boxes that Bill O'Brien did. A guy who was a head coach. Yep. Guy who's coached in the NFL. He's obviously coordinated a lot. Like you feel comfortable letting him bring in his offense. And you know what you're getting there, Beam? I mean, you look at Chip Kelly, UCLA. Like he ran the ball more. Um, he ran the ball more. Much more at UCLA than you know Ohio State did. Like he, and same him, thing in Oregon. I mean, they love saying, to Oregon. run the football. Yeah, he runs the football, and so everybody's like, you know, Ryan's more of a pass happy offense. You know, he Ryan played for him, he coached for him, yep. and so they each have their own kind of way of doing it. They speak the same language as far as schematics, but they do have different ideas of kind of how to attack some things. So you're going to get to see a nice little blend of that happening now. You look at his Oregon offense and look at the scoring offense that they had. I mean, remember they were running a play like every. 14 seconds or whatever it is, like 16. a high-tempo hype. Was it 16 seconds? Yeah. yeah. Whatever it was, I mean, it was breakneck pace. Like, they were just out there and just play after play after play after play, uh, and they would do it so quickly. So when he started out in 2007 with Oregon, uh, they started at 12th in the country with scoring offense, all right? Uh, 38.2 points per game. Then they jumped up to 7th and 8th. Then they were 1st in 2010, averaged 47 points a game. In 2011, they were third with 46 points a game. And then in 2012, they were second with almost 50 points a game at 49.6. Now, you look at the rushing numbers and the rush yards per game in the country, and I think this is where we can start to see, okay, well, this is what the idea and he's going to bring here to Ohio State. And I'm excited to see what he's able to do uh, because you have Quinshawn Judkins, you have Travion Henderson in Ohio State for the last couple of years saying, oh, we got to run the ball, we got to run the ball, we got to establish that. And then at sometimes they, they just fall flat on their face and they weren't able to establish that run. So what is Chip Kelly going to bring? His rushing numbers at Oregon 
in 2007, his first year there. Sixth in the country rushing yards yep. per game with 251. 2008, they were second with 280. 2009, they were sixth with 230. 2010, they were fourth with 286. 2011, 299 yards per game. Good for fifth in the country. And then 2012, his final year at Oregon, they were third with over 300 yards per game. Like, that's pretty incredible. Then you look at UCLA. UCLA, tougher situation than what Oregon was. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, that's a... It's a very different situation that he finds himself in at UCLA. His first year at UCLA, his rushing numbers, their rushing numbers, their offensive rushing numbers, started out 86th, all right, in 2018. They had DTR, Zach Charbonnet, and they were a a team that could run the ball once he got it established. Once they got that sucker humming, like, they were pretty good. So started out in his first of six years at UCLA, 86th in the country in rushing yards per game. So about, you know, lower... Uh, third quadrant of the country in rushing yards. Then in 2019, they had a little bit of a jump. 2020, they had a massive jump. They went from 150 yards per game in 2019 to 2020 to 231 per game. Then in 21, they established themselves at 215.1 yards per game. And then in 22 and 23, that's when uh, things went a little bit crazy for them. 22, they were sixth in the country at 237.2 yards a game. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's an identifiable brand of football that Chip Kelly does like to bring, that's going to be establishing the run and getting it done on the ground. Like those track records, those numbers point to year one is good. It's okay. Each year on from there has been a slow build. Well, it should be much quicker here in Columbus because you already you have two elite running backs and Henderson Junkins like you've got to get the offensive line going. But, you know, there's a familiarity there. Obviously, with Fry and him, Fry coaching for him at UCLA. So there, there's just a lot of things here that are going to be, um, I think, very positive from this. And the thing is with Chip Kelly, like I, I just think part of the reason him being at UCLA, he just didn't want to coach. Uh, be a, there's certain places now that being a head coach in college football is still good, mm-hmm. but a lot of places they're going to give you outsized expectations and not the resources to be able to compete and meet those. And I think that's the case at a job like BC, Boston College. I think that's the case at UCLA. Now they're getting more resources. But it's a mess there right now with what they've got to do. And I don't think Chip Kelly just wanted to deal with it anymore. And it, it's an untenable situation. So I either want to get back to the NFL or, heck, I'll just go be a coordinator and I'll let Ryan deal with all this, all the stuff that I didn't want to do. Another example of coaches getting burnt out on the way that, I mean, this is kind of trending uh, with college football. Bob, you and I have a new team in the top 25 for the first time ever in our lives. We'll do that in Quick Hitters next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Tuesday morning to you. Right now, we are not tracking any crashes across our central Ohio map. Starting to see traffic pick up on I-71 near Polaris. Also on 33, coming in from Canal Winchester. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stuggerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. If Bobby and Beamer aren't talking about it, it's not worth your time anyway. You're listening to Morning Juice. 
We are on the juice brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Health, the leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You would, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Morning Juice presents Quick Hitters. Sharky. Yes. Happy Tuesday to you. Oh, happy Tuesday to you, gentlemen. It's good to see you, as always, through the uh, glass here. The new AP College basketball poll is out. Connecticut and Purdue are still one and two, same as last week. But there was a lot of moving around this week. One Ohio team in the poll. Dayton climbed two spots to 16 uh, to 16th. The Flyers now 19 and four. And then there's little old Indiana State over there in Terre Haute. Member of the Missouri Valley Conference. The Sycamores are 22 and three and ranked 23rd this Ooh. week. It's the first time they've been in the polls since they were number one back in 1979. Beamer, that's when they had a center named Larry Bird. Yeah, I saw that story come out uh, here this morning, and I thought it was great. I mean, that, I haven't watched the Sycamores play very meaningful, m- very many meaningful games here in the month of March. And I'm not familiar with them other than this dude named Robbie Avila. Have you have you seen this guy? At I all? haven't watched any Indiana State basketball since Larry Bird probably played there. Since Indiana had a new state bird shark. So this dude, you're gonna love him. Bob Vila? Yeah, Bob Aston Vila's brother. Um <laughs> this guy, have you seen him, Shark? No. Has anybody seen this guy, Robbie Avila? So he's their star you know, player. You're on the wrong show. Tim Hall has seen him. If he's averaging someone, 16 and a half points, 7.4 rebounds. They're at, they're nationally fifth rated nationally in scoring at almost 86 point, point per games. Ninth and three point percentage, almost at 40%. Number one in adjusted field goal percentage. This dude, Robbie Avila, uh, is a seven footer. He's got a sweet tattoo that you're going to see with like a flaming cross. And then he wears oh, Rex yeah. That I mean, he's great. I can't wait to get to March Madness. I saw we were, what, eight weeks away from last night being the national championship game in college basketball. Now, I haven't really done my uh, my research on the rest of the field, but all I know is I can't wait for this Robbie Avila guy to show up in everywhere uh, everywhere in the United States of America and for families to fall in love I with I have this guy. seen video of him before <laughs> yeah. because he looks like somebody that you would have watched just walk into yes. the R-Pack and yes. go play. Yes. I mean, yes. That's He's pretty tremendous looking shark. <laughs> Chip Kelly's office was barely cleared out out there in Westwood when the Bruins filled it. UCLA went back to its roots to find their new football coach. Running back Deshaun Foster rushed for 3,000 yards and nine, uh, 39 touchdowns in his four seasons at UCLA. Second round draft pick by Carolina. Spent six seasons in the NFL with the Panthers and 49ers. Post-NFL, he was a student assistant at UCLA, then a graduate assistant, then running backs coach, and now Bobby, 44-year-old Deshaun Foster, is the new head coach at UCLA. Yeah, it's uh, pretty young, obviously, first head coaching job. Going back to the roots, the UCLA Athletic Department has a lot of issues, man. Got a lot of issues that they're going to have to deal with. Join the Big Ten. You know, people can say what they want about Chip Kelly. He had the program. You felt like in a pretty good position, but he really didn't want to recruit, you know, and deal with all the nonsense there because UCLA, they don't really have any NIL. Their athletic department financially is in shambles, and they've got some serious issues with things that they've got to figure out. Yeah, and Martin Jarman said this uh, about Deshaun Foster taking the job. He said, we're looking for a coach with integrity, energy, passion. Someone who's a great teacher who develops young men and is a great recruiter and fully embraces the NIL landscape to help our student-athletes 
Deshaun checks all those boxes and then some. He's a leader of men and a true Bruin. Now, it is going to be fascinating to watch them as they enter this new era into the Big Ten. Right? I mean, we know what Washington did this past year. Just played for a national championship. Dan Lanning's got Oregon humming pretty good. And then USC is USC. And we obviously are aware of what... um, uh, Why am I blanking on the guy's... The head coach's name. Lincoln Riley. What he can do at USC. Uh, There's kind of an odd man out feeling about UCLA. Isn't there? At least football-wise. It's like, well, those three are pretty good and trending in the right direction. We'll see what happens. I mean, he just poached their head coach to become your offensive coordinator late last week. So it is going to be wild to see how they now adjust to the Big Ten. I don't think anybody has any fear about the other three. I think UCLA is the one to watch. If there's going to be a team that gets kind of left in the shuffle, I think it's probably going to be them. They've got a lot of issues, man. They've got stuff to figure out, and a lot of them are financial, and those are the ones that are hardest to solve. We mentioned yesterday that Harrison Butker of the Chiefs set the Super Bowl record for longest field goal with a 57-yarder, but that's not the only Super Bowl record Butker now owns. He also has nine career Super Bowl field goals. That's a record. And his four field goals made Sunday tied a Super Bowl record. Beamer, if not for Patty Mahomes, Butker might have been named Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I mean, you start to go down the list. I actually thought... That Chris Jones put in one hell of a game on Sunday. I know that the stats probably aren't going to bear that out for you, but you look at McCaffrey and how they were able to limit him inside of the tackles, and that's usually, I mean, yeah, you get him out in space, and you know he's going to do some pretty big damage. Uh, Chris Jones played a monstrous game (laughs) on on Sunday, and I was keeping my eyeballs on big number ninety five there in the middle of the trenches, and I mean he was just plugging things up and creating havoc and. McCaffrey's starting to bounce things out, and then their linebackers with as fast as they are crashing down, and you know, their secondary being able to be, you know, just play free and uh, get him to the ground. I thought he played tremendous, but Harrison Bucker, right? I mean, we talk about this all the time. The inches we need are everywhere around yep. us, and the decision to take the ball, to not take the ball, and over time, I mean, that will live on for forever. But the realistic point, too, is that, I mean, Jake Moody, the kicker for the 49ers, missed an extra point. And then we go to overtime, like points matter. And that one point could come back to haunt them. And for the Chiefs, well, uh, they have a guy who's shattering Super Bowl left oh, records left. They banged right. some deep field goals in that yeah. game, too. I mean, Buckner, good for him. Moody had a f- Super Bowl record for all of like three minutes. Yeah, until obviously he hammered that down. Um, I thought, honestly, if the Niners would have won, I thought Nick Posa was playing as well as anybody. And He's getting held every play. He was getting held a lot, and but was involved in, in creating a lot of disruption. I mean, it was... It, it's a three-point game. There was an overtime and almost went to a second quarter of overtime. I mean, it was incredibly long, but really good. So, what was it? Seventh longest game in NFL history. It so, was. You're not getting much better than that. No, like I said yesterday, it was good until the last drop. And speaking of the Super Bowl, we were all a part of history on Sunday. We'll do that in the re-rack coming up next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now we are not tracking any crashes across central Ohio, but we are starting to see things pick up on I-71 near Polaris. Also coming into the downtown area on I-70 and I-71. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Sarkis. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Fan. Panic and passion. Uh, is that a motivational quote or the title of an adult romance novel? <laughs> You're listening to Morning Juice. Hour number two of the program for us on a Tuesday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Coming up here 720 this morning, Jean-Luc Grandpierre, the hyphenator. Talk a little jackets with him. Coming up in our next segment, Tony Gerdman, Buckeye Huddle, 735, little Chip Kelly, little Buckeye Talk with Gerd, and then Uncle Bo, he's going to round out the program with us as he does every single Tuesday, coming up here around 835, a little bit later on this morning. So much to do, such a little time to do it. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus, your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. Jackets in action tonight in Ottawa. And we'll check in with Jean-Luc Grampier, hyphenator, coming up here 720 this morning. Talk some jackets with him. It's a 7 o'clock start for them. Buckeye men's basketball. Got it done on Saturday. A little double overtime victory against Maryland. That felt good, Beam. It did feel good. Zed with a nice defensive stop at the end. The Buckeyes had some nice defensive stands in regulation, the first overtime and the second overtime uh, as well. So they're back in action tonight. Can't start the fire without a spark beam. At the Kohl Center taking on Wisconsin. That's a 9 o'clock start. 8 o'clock coverage begins here on the fan. The first road win? It's been 13 months, and Wisconsin has lost four games in a row. They're due or they're I don't know. for the picking. I don't I don't How are you know about that shark. What's the delineating factor between they're due or they're ripe for the picking and they're struggling? What's the what's the differentiation on that? Good news for Shark is he can't watch the game either tonight again. Because uh, we're back on the peacock. peacock? Yeah. Uh, a little nine o'clock peacock peacock tip. How uh, about that for you? Yeah, you know, uh Josh Joshua Perry was talking about something else, Shark. This now this might wet your beak Ooh. a little bit. You know, football's done. And you're trying to maybe figure out some other shows to watch. So Beam's been on True Detective, which, by the way, you're on episode what five of that? Is yeah, it? we just we we caught up this past week. So yeah. five is done now, or you're on five? We're through five, and we're the, on the six last. is the last is going to be the last episode of the whole season. So it's been worth it. You like it's it? good. I told like you said a little extraterrestrial. It's a, it's spooky. more it's more of a horror show than like your traditional True Detective. There's oh, always no. been Did you watch super... that first one, dude. It is a little scary there. No, this one is like actual like ghost scares. Um, okay. So I that's like that. it's been really good, but I got to tell you what, Bob. So like that's been our big show that we've been watching, like appointment watching Monday nights. We mm-hmm. get Meredith and I get together and we watch that. Um, we've been watching season one of Fargo, and oh, I think yeah. I told you that with Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. the maniac, and we had some. You know, our our Twitter followers and our listeners are great, and they recommended it pretty highly. That show is one of the best shows I've watched in a long time. Like it's it really? is yeah, it's standing out kind of. Above the rest. And I know that Uncle Bo talked about how they're watching season five right now, but season one of Fargo is world class television. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. I'm just, but Joshua Perry was telling me about this show last night. We were talking to him, putting together our show uh, for Bally's and YouTube. He uh, he was saying that it's, it's a couple to thruple, maybe. Oh. You want to Google this, but it's about a couple shark and adding in want to add oh, a third wheel to their relationship. And have a baby. 
Well, I, I think it was more of an adult <laughs> mm. element that they were looking for. What's it called, Beam? Like, yeah, Couple to Thruple. Couple to Thruple. The premise behind a new U.S. dating show, Couple to Thruple, in which four couples arrive on a tropical island resort, resort quote, to turn fantasy into reality. For each of them, that fantasy involves inviting one of 14 glamorous singles to join them in a thruple to see if the polyamorous lifestyle could be for them. Yes. What are we doing? He goes, I was like, so what are we viewing now that the NFL, you know, football is over? <laughs> and he dropped, uh, uh, he dropped that on, on to me. And I was like, okay, I, you're in, I don't know. I mean, maybe this is something that I should be exploring. <laughs> I mean, not that's for on my, Peacock. Yeah, it's on the cock there, Beam. Right. Not not one for that I would probably like to experience, but maybe to watch and see. Yeah, uh, he said. It, I mean, it's since it's on a stream. He goes, "There's some. Um, you wouldn't want to watch it with your children." He goes, "Now I did watch it with my his father in law and her fiance." He goes, "That was a little awkward." <sighs> he yeah. goes, "There is some topless scenes in there." All right, um, and he goes, "There was one where." Someone was trying to shave and they couldn't shave all the parts themselves. So they're having one of the thrupaliers shave it for them. One of the new invite invitees, I, I believe. Yes, as so, they say here, one of the glamorous singles t- that joined them. Yes, or maybe it was actually their partner that was shaving and they were getting ready to go on the date for the thruple. I'm not sure. I got That's kinda, love right there. I got lost in <laughs> in some of the weirdness that was going on. <laughs> I've never heard of this show. But yeah, Joshua, he was selling it in a big way. So when we have him on next Monday. Oh, it just came out. It just aired. Like the know. first I mean, episode ever just came out last week. There you go. I, I know nothing about it other than All what right. he told me last night. Yeah, we're going to want to jump in on this thing. I mean, sure. I got in last night, you know, got back. I had to, yeah. we normally record our show on Saturday or Sunday, but since, you know, wanted to wait till after the Super Bowl, I was gone. Got back at 9 40 unpack some stuff, try to get some things going, record my show with Joshua, went around the house, trying to get stuff together, get everything situated so you have a productive week. Like this week is just going to be jammed for me with the Buckeye Cruise coming up next week. Uh, yeah. So just trying to get everything done. You hear Schlegs' ad that we're running? Schlegs, I'm concerned about him. Like he sounds... He sound. He sounded... That's what like talking about... Do I, mean, I would have been more than willing to record with him last night, mm-hmm. Beam, but he... I mean, Schleggs, I think, is dead. I think he dies, like, when he leaves. Like, he was in a bad, bad spot. Like, just, did you hear his voice? Like, he sounds like someone that's on their, like, deathbed. Like, he was talking. Sounds like, like he's been eating sand for nothing but two months. Um, Yeah. Like, it's just, it's brutal with where he's at. I mean, he's being run ragged right now. He was sick, but I think he's better. But I'm not sure. Just He must have recorded that when he was sick. I don't know, or just right after he got off the weight room floor, like that's part of the other deal. It's like he just yells and gets after it so hard, and his voice had kind of recovered, but it was always kind of scarred. I think it was always going to be bad, but um, holy smokes, like what's up, Columbia? I mean, it's just, but it's worse. Yeah, I can't get my voice worse. to that without screaming and smoking cigarettes, <laughs> which is what it sounds like he's doing. <laughs> he might be doing that. By the way, I was sort of watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. And there's a bunch of Niners fans there. And there's a couple of folks, you know, big. I mean, they show up. They, they're from California. You get military, you get people from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there watching the uh, watching the Super Bowl, and they've got their Niners jersey on. The one dude who actually was run, ran the kennels was sitting beside me. Uh, so he's got his – he's got his – he have on a McCaffrey jersey? 
No, he had a Frank Gore jersey oh, on. Oh, that's sweet. And then one of the this, uh, lady was sitting beside of him, and she had a Brock Purdy jersey on. And, I mean, the he was pretty cool and relaxed. The lady was too down. Oh, gosh, what was her name? Carrie, Carrie I believe. And she was a nervous ball of energy. Mm-hmm. Nervous to the point being where I caught her throwing some Zins in. Nice. On top of the drinks that she was drinking. Good for her. And she's the one that was yelling at me when I was telling her how the game was going to play out. And then she kept saying it was scripted. Uh, and then I caught her hitting some vapes in the middle, like in the bar. Which, Cocktails, vape zins. And beer. She had a cocktail and a beer. At That's some point. quite the four pack. Oh, yeah. She may or may not have thrown up on herself um, <laughs> at the end of the game. Well, because I bet her two shots. I said, if Kansas City wins, I'll do two. If the Niners win, you do two. And the guy beside me, like, we're all in on it. And she uh, hit that first one. It did not didn't, go very well. Didn't, for um, wasn't received well no, on the esophagus? No, it was not. It was not. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do the second one for you. And You're a nice man. Well, yeah, she left promptly. Yeah. After that, she kind of threw up on her arm a little bit. It was not good. <laughs> It was funny because hey, everyone's been there. I caught her like everyone's looking both ways before she crossed the street. Well, before she hit the, she like looks around and then I see her like hit the vape. I can see it kind of steaming out of her nose. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because the guy who's with us who ran the canine, he, he's a, they call it the Air Force Security Forces, not okay. MPs, uh, military police, but it's security forces. But he works for that. I was like, What's the rule about vaping inside on base? He's like, I don't know. I mean, not I my problem tonight. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not on duty. <laughs> and she looked over. It's like, yeah. Whenever you look both ways before you're about to do something, like, either you're crossing the street or you're about to do something you shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah. So I caught you with the little fat palm going up to your hand, like there's something, the crab claw, as you will, <laughs> coming up. And then, so then. She felt so guilty she would like run to the bathroom every time in between to go hit her vapes. And I don't know if it was the Zen, the vape, the San Francisco punch, which was some sort of uh, each team had their well, you could tell how much it was a San Francisco bar. The an Austin it, Ward red drink? They had basically it was they had some sort of featured drink for the Niners and it was, you know, orange juice or whatever, yeah. and it was you know, red and uh red and yellow. Um, like maroonish, but and then the Kansas City drink was ice water. <laughs> I was like, "Is that a special ice water?" Like, no, just ice water. I'm like, "Smart." That sounds terrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a really good time hanging out there. But it was. She was getting after it. She was a box of anxiety beam trying to get through that. They just drank your angst away. Well, that or vape it or zen it or all of the above. <laughs> there was all inclusive opportunity. It was a D beam. Uh, all of the above. You know what? If the Bears ever make the Super Bowl, I would probably uh, be in the same exact. When they make it again, you mean? Yeah, when they give the North back and never look back. I mean, Shark with the Browns. If they ever make a Super Bowl, you'll you'll just be a nervous ball of energy the entire time. That's a you? great point, yeah. Shark. If you watched it, like, would you be able to enjoy it, or would you think we're finally here? Don't there's, blow it. There's a chance. There's a good chance based upon the history that. We'll never get back in my lifetime. Like this is my this is your this one is shot my moment, my one shining moment. You're talking hypotheticals, Bob. Yeah. yeah, because I have long said that they won't make it in my lifetime. But let's say if they, they do. do. I will not have a drink. I want to be totally sober. 
enjoy every minute of it, although I won't enjoy any of it. That's my point. So you'll be about I'll be stressed be- out. I'll be pacing. I want to enjoy every second of it. I will not go to a party. No. I don't, I don't no want to watch the Browns in the Super Bowl with a thousand people. Will you watch would you watch with your kids or would you watch by yourself? Yes, I would watch with okay. my kids. Will Jan be there? Yes. Will she be cheering for the Browns? Will she she'll be watching the halftime show? Will she be in the, the other rooms? Watching Survivor. <laughs> Jan, no, she would. Uh, she would root hard for me. That's for sure. Did that's, you? She's a good wife. Did you? Did she watch on Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Did she watch the news show afterwards with old boy from This Is Us? I no. The throuples. No, she didn't see. I, uh, I, tracker. Tracker. No, she didn't watch that. Okay, I figured that might be something. I knew you guys were big into This Is Us, and I saw him come on there. I'm like, yeah, it looked like a pretty good show. Uh, what's his name? Justin Hartley, I think, is his name. He's a handsome name. fellow. Oh, good looking. Any guy. relation to the bishop? <laughs> He's no uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, but close. Well, I'm glad that she watched the game with you. Yeah, and I'm glad to know that if the Browns ever make it to the Super Bowl, that you would be. So excited and wanting to take in every second, even though knowing deep down in your heart that you would hate every second and it will be totally filled of anxiety. Yeah. It'd that's, be a basket case. Well, that's that's speaking figured, like a true fan. Well, I figured that. Like, you couldn't enjoy the fact that they're just there. You would you would want them to win. Once you get that close, you can taste the victory. Oh, and Bob, hopefully it doesn't know, taste like that last shot that you were going to drink. The 1997 World Series... Tribes up two to one, going to the bottom of the ninth in, yeah, I watched it. in I was, Miami. I remember, and that was right when they started wheeling the champagne into the back. Yes, room. oh god! And Jose Mace is on the mound, and I'm pacing, and we get an out, and I had to sit down. Jan said, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "I I'm going to pass out." It was just, I mean, too much on the brink of a World Series championship. The cusp, Shark. On the cusp, and we know how that ended. What did you do when Rajai Davis hit the home run? Oh, my gosh. I, we're going to do were, it. Yeah. There were tears. There yeah. were tears when that happened, yeah, because I thought it was all but over. Damn rain delay, Shark. Mm-hmm. Never forgive that or Jason Hayward. Jean-Luc Grandpierre, the hyphenators, next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Tuesday morning to you. Right now, the left lane is blocked on I-670 East, just beyond that 7670 split because of a disabled vehicle that crews are on the scene of. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steigerwald. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Beam has a baby face. Bobby has soft hands. That should not stop you from listening to this show. This is Morning Juice. Before we talk some jackets with our good friend, the hyphenator, Jean-Luc Grandpierre. Buddy feeling hungry? Oh, boy. It's the Rooster Beam, and it's Tuesday, which means it's an Appetizer Tuesday. The featured Appetizer Roosters. It's going to be $3 all day long, and today's featured Appetizer. They're tasty. They're delicious. They're crispy. They're the fried pickles. Pickles mm. cut, breaded and fried into delicious chips. 
served with Rooster's homemade ranch dressing. Maybe get some spicy ranch with it. Spicy ranch is a great play with the fried pickle. It levels up, kids. They're a big deal. <laughs> Check them out all day long at your at Rooster's, the featured appetizer. Three dollars all day long, and stay tuned in the show because time beam eight twenty. Yep. We're going to be giving away a $50 Roosters gift card. Boom. How about that? So that's what he said, if you know the right answer. That's correct. Could be something we say in the next hour. Could be something we've already said. Could be something that Jean-Luc Grandpierre says when we do this with him. Morning Juice presents Talking Jackets. Give it back to Johnny Gaudreau. Left wing circle. Takes a shot. And he scores. He Sponsored by Schottenstein Roofing, proud partner of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And now to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Check in with our good friend, analyst, hyphenator, Jean-Luc Grandpierre. Jean-Luc, thanks for the time, buddy. How was uh, how was the vacation? How was the week off last week? I uh, got to spend a little time in the Dominican Republic for, uh, I think it was like a nice four days of um, 85 to 90 degree weather. And uh, can't can't complain. Did the body good. Well, that's fantastic, buddy. I'm glad you got done. I saw that, I mean, because it was nice enough in Columbus, too. Uh, I saw we were out there uh, playing some golf, working on our game in the month of February. That's right. That was uh, actually just two two days ago with my son. Uh, we got back, and he was on break there from uh, school So with the weekend. So we decided to go walk a little nine. So it was nice. I'm good. I'm glad you were able to get out. Found money anytime you're able to hit the links uh, in the month of February here in Central Ohio. Especially, you know, Jean-Luc, we talked to uh, we talked to Bob McElligot, you know, as we do every single Monday. And I thought he brought up an interesting point uh, yesterday. I mean, the building, the fans have been fantastic for what has been, you know, a disappointing few seasons here uh, in Columbus. Yep. And he said that the fans uh, on Saturday for the Lightning game were wasted. He's like, I don't know what was going on, but it just seemed like there was a lot of energy in that building and people were having themselves a good time. Now, I mean, you are down, you know, you're in the confines of the people, the great people at Nationwide yep. Arena. Uh, over there. How was the building? How was the energy for you uh, on Saturday? I mean, the energy was extremely high and, you know, you have to understand it's been so long since the Jackets played a home game and it's it's almost like it's post-break, post-West Coast trip, so the Blue Jackets, uh, the fans have not seen their, their team play in a while and honestly, the team came out flying, which was great because, you know, Tampa Bay, this is a Tampa Bay team that you know we know about the back-to-back Stanley Cups, and they want to get back to it after last se- after what happened last season, and then they lose two games on that trip. So they, you know, they came in ready to win this one. They put their number one goalie in that in Andre Vasilevsky, and he was the solution. Uh, the Blue Jackets could not get anything past him until late in the third period, and even when the Blue Jackets scored that one goal the energy came back up really high. Then they scored that second goal, and all of a sudden, a lot of people have left already, mm-hmm. but now the the building is buzzing incredibly. So, unfortunately, it was too little too late for the Blue Jackets, but I think if they scored that first goal early in the first period or even earlier in the third period than at the 15-minute mark, I think they would have a great chance to come back in that because, uh, like Bob said, the energy was definitely at an all-time high. That felt almost like a playoff game, the way people were just buzzing and waiting for it to happen. So, Jean-Luc, you took a couple days off, went down to the, uh, went down to DR. When you were a player, what was your process during the All-Star break? What would you typically do, and you know, how hard was it to get back going again when you'd start back up? 
so when I played Zing All-Star break, didn't really get a chance to do much, but we, you know, now it's coming back, uh, thankfully, but they, they used to have the Olympic break, right? Every four years. So during the Olympic break is when we would take some time off, but literally uh, all you did is like, you, you just, uh, I remember, I think I went on a cruise one year, but you basically just have to watch a little bit of what you eat, but it's really just pure relax, uh, relaxation for about three, four days and then back to practice. And, uh, you know, you're, you don't get out of shape after taking three, four days off. Now you have to remember the break is 10 days, but they practice during three or four of those as well. So it's not like they took a full 10 day off like I did this time in broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it just really does the body well. And, you know, I spoke to a couple of players and they said, you know, they, they just came back from that West Coast trip, uh, that five game road trip. And they're like, Dude, our first down vacation, we're dead. He's like, we could not move because, you know, we were so tired. So it was a perfect timing for them to get that break. And uh, clearly uh, they came back uh, motivated and ready to go again. So He is the hyphenator Jean-Luc Grandpierre with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. I mean, what should we expect? It was, like you mentioned, I think the Jackets probably not getting what they wanted out of that game on Saturday. I mean, the effort was there. They just couldn't get the uh, puck across the line. Jean-Luc, what are we expecting tonight in Ottawa? Uh, I hope we see the exact same effort and energy that we we saw last game. And here's the thing too with energy is sometimes you come up with energy and you waste it because you're working almost too hard and you're getting caught out of position. It has to be control energy. And that's what the Blue Jackets did at home. So hopefully they do the same thing, especially on the road. And for Ottawa, this is another team that was, you know, basically guaranteed to fight for a playoff spot this season, but thing I've really not gone their way whatsoever. Uh, it just shows you how hard it is to to make the playoff. But for Ottawa, it's an extremely talented team that uh, just beat Toronto at home the, the last game. There was a little bit of an altercation toward the end of the game with a controversial empty net goal. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, so they, they, you know, their goal is to kind of get their season back on track to build up for next season. And it's the same thing for the Blue Jackets. So those are two extremely young teams that uh, are wanna are gonna want to battle for 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 you know, let's call it a big two points, which really is irrelevant at this point because both of, both of the teams will not be in the playoff, but they want to create that culture for the following season. So I expect the same kind of start from Blue Jackets. Will they be able to finish? We shall see. So. You know, they, they went into the All-Star break essentially off that uh, West Coast trip. Got a little mini one here. Jean-Luc, four-banger on the road. I mean, what, what's the goal coming off of here record-wise? I'm looking at the road trip there, and I so last time I was right on point when I told you to do one. Yep. So this time I'm expecting. Uh, so are you talking about starting with this game tonight? Yeah, we'll just I'm say expecting. the next three. We'll eliminate the last. Yeah, the next four, rather. X4, so oh, tonight's such a toss-up. I expect them to go at least two and one on the West Coast. Okay, but so you know what? I'm gonna go with three and one Ooh. because realistically, listen, this is like this is not gonna be any. Uh, there's no dynasty on this road trip, right? You got Ottawa, and then I believe you have uh, San Jose and, uh, and yeah, LA, and then Anaheim. And then L.A. is probably the strongest team out of those four. And L.A. has been struggling mightily before the, the break. So these are four teams that are struggling. So you got five teams struggling. You never know what can happen, right, <laughs> when you look at the results. So 
if the Blue Jackets can play the way they've played this last game and they really want to build on, uh, I think a 3-1 and one road trip is not out of the question whatsoever. So it is said, so it shall be. You nailed it last time. So uh, here's to a 3-1 and one road trip. Buddy, always appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on with us here this morning. Have a great rest of the week. Looking forward to the coverage tonight, and we'll check it again next Tuesday, okay? All right, guys, place your bets. <laughs> there he goes, the hyphenator, Jean-Luc Grandpierre, with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Holly. He's a seersayer, that guy. Nail it on the head last he time. Three and one, he says, coming up for this time. Tony Gerdeman, Buckeye Huddle. He's going to join us. We'll talk some Chip Kelly with him next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning to you. Right now the left lane is blocked on I-670 East. Just beyond that 70-670 split because of a disabled vehicle. Crews are working to clear this up right now. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Sagarwal. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A radio show hosted by two former football players. One slightly more successful than the other. You're listening to Morning Juice. Well, Tuesday edition of the program. We're interviewing Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Right now, we're going to head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Check in with our friend of Buckeye Huddle. He is Tony Gerdeman. Gerd, thanks so much for getting up with us, buddy. Uh, lots happening here in the course of the last, I was going to say, few days uh, for the Buckeyes. You lose your offensive coordinator. Uh newly minted offensive coordinator. He goes to Boston College. You bring in a new offensive coordinator, Chip Kelly, who was the current head coach at UCLA. Just a crazy last few days for Ryan Day and company over there at the Woody. Yeah, strange times in college football when you can get a Power 5 head coach to become your offensive coordinator. But I think that's uh, more a statement on the uh, the state of what a head coach has to do nowadays. And it's it's so little coaching and it's so much more everything else. I think this gives... Chip Kelly an opportunity to get back to coaching, which is what he's always been really, really great at. And it's the the CEO aspect of dealing with everything else that maybe he just wanted to move away from. So obviously happens pretty quick after the departure of Bill O'Brien. I mean, how, how close do you feel like they were to maybe bringing in Chip Kelly initially? That's a good question. Cause I've asked that myself. Was Chip Kelly really the first choice, but, um, Ryan Day went a different direction just to uh, get an outside perspective, one that would still mesh with what he wanted to do. But you know, I think there's uh, value to getting that outside perspective to come in. And basically, Bill O'Brien spent like three weeks as a consultant, just going over the program, going over the books, the playbooks, if you will. And you know, so they had that aspect. But then, yeah, everything just seems so uh, to fit so well and be so seamless with Chip Kelly plus. You've got the Ryan Day passing game, and you combine that with a Chip Kelly running game, and it just seems like a, a really good marriage. That you wonder why it wasn't that case. You know, initially uh, he was uh, the offensive coordinator choice, but maybe he was looking at the NFL instead. And then when that fell through, he became uh, the the top choice once Bill O'Brien left. And shoot, maybe he was the top choice when Bill O'Brien already had the job. But uh, it's it's been an interesting time to follow this all and. You lose. Like, when we talked to Ryan Day a couple weeks ago, 
he was very, very, seemed very, very happy that Bill O'Brien was part of the deal and was very apprehensive about talking about what happens if he leaves. And so he leaves, and then you end up with Chip Kelly, and we'll be interested to talk to Ryan Day again, and I'm sure he's going to have that same kind of uh, upbeat attitude about what Chip Kelly can bring to the program. It was kind of funny, Gerd, when he was doing his media availability last week, and you know, I don't know um, if it was you or somebody else who asked the question, like, yeah, Jeff Halfley, you know, he's leaving Boston College. He's like, yep, he threw us a curveball. We thought we were getting a fastball. <laughs> you know, he's like, again, he's kind of uh, up to no good. He's like, yeah, I wish Jeff all the best and you know, all kinds of craziness. It's like, yeah, sure you do. Uh, but Bill O'Brien takes the Boston College job. It's good for him. Chip Kelly comes here to Columbus. Now, I mean, I know it's not a very long reign that he had here in Columbus for Bill O'Brien, but uh, compared to what we were expecting a Bill O'Brien offense to look like, and then against the Chip Kelly offense in Columbus, like how much different do we think that's going to look now as we move forward and get ready for spring ball? Yeah, you talked about that. Um, I don't know, going from an axe to a chainsaw sort of thing, <laughs> you know? Uh, that's kind of how it's, I'm envisioning it in my head because Ohio State has had issues with the running game and getting that going, and that's one of Chip Kelly's specialties. And so uh, we thought we would see some of that aspect with Justin Fry coming from UCLA and maybe just didn't happen as much as expected. But you know, Chip Kelly's coming in here, and he's going to have a ton of good ideas and, and uh, some of the plays that he likes to run that I'm sure at this point Ryan Day is looking for a a constant fix for the running game. But also, Ohio State has run the ball really well under Ryan Day when they've had a quarterback who is involved in the running game. You know, in his first couple of years, first few years uh, as the head coach, they they won the uh, they they led the Big Ten in rushing by a lot. In his first two years with Justin fields now you get kind of get back to that and i think the running game is going to improve regardless because of that aspect and as ryan day said last week you need you need to be able to run the ball to win that last game talking about michigan and just having that threat of the quarterback run will help and that's not something they had under cj stroud it's not something they had under kyle mccord and now they've got five quarterbacks on the roster who are all capable of doing that or will be will be uh, utilized that way. And you've got depth that will, you don't have to be super concerned about losing a guy because you didn't want to lose C.J. Stroud because the drop-off was so so stark. And then, you know, last year they, they were very thin at quarterback as well. And you saw what happened when Kyle McCord went down or when he cho- chose to leave and what you're left with. So uh, I think the depth will make them even more of a factor in terms of running the quarterback. They're gonna, you're not going to run them 10 or 15 times, but there will be games where maybe there are 10 runs when you absolutely need them. What does it say to you about you know when they bring in Chip Kelly, understanding that there was the buyout, yours about you know the for an assistant coach like this, uh, usually you see a buyout, maybe a hefty buyout for a, a coach that maybe going to be your head coach, but an assistant who, I mean, let's be realistic here. I don't know if Chip Kelly's going to be here for you know five years. That the administration was willing to do this. Well, and, you know, buyouts, I think, technically are supposed to be paid by the coach. And then, you know, they kind of, uh, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, that they'll get that back from the their, the team that they're moving to. I wonder if that's part of the, the three-year deal. It's like, you're going to have to work some of this off. And uh, it, it is interesting, though, that I think one of the reasons that Chip Kelly left UCLA is because of the financial situation that UCLA is in. And that situation being such that they want that 1.5 million or whatever that buyout is, like we need that money. And so, you know, Chip Kelly has been coaching for a long time. He could probably uh, go out to the garage, open up, uh, you know, a, a plastic tub, and grab 1.5 million out and uh, you know, gold coins, 
and just hand it off and, and be situated that way. But, you know, uh, this is the, this is college football now 1.5 million for a buyout, 1.5 million for an assistant, 2 million for an assistant. Wasn't too long ago. Gene Smith wasn't going to get into the million dollar assistant coaches. And now it's like, you look the the assistant coaches at Ohio State are looking across the room at each other and they're like, you know, why why aren't I getting a million dollars? And you wonder at what point. Well, that's just the base pay for an assistant coach in college football. Yeah, it's a wild situation. As we check in with Tony Gerdeman here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline, he's a Buckeye huddle, of course. Great coverage over there. Gert, is it was it weird to you that they announced him not only as the offensive coordinator but quarterbacks coach? I mean, he's never been a quarterbacks coach. You know, he's been an offensive coordinator and obviously head coach, and you know, doctors up in offense. I just thought it was an interesting uh, little wrinkle that they also threw in his coaching bucket that he's going to be in charge of the quarterbacks. Like, do you see him get in there like on a day by day basis working with those guys? Like, how's that going to work? Yeah, I mean, that's my understanding of what he did when uh, he was the OC at Oregon as well. So it's not too uh, unfamiliar, but it's it's something that he hasn't done in a while. But, you know, Ryan Day hasn't been a quarterback's coach since, what, 2018 with yeah. Ohio State. But, you know, he's still heavily involved in that. So I assume it'll be a little bit like right, you know, jumping back on a bike and getting into it. But, of course, you'll have Ryan Day there. you got Tom Fitch there. They, the quarterback situation will be uh, well handled by all of the coaches involved. I think you know Dale be heavily involved this spring and then see how things go before he kind of just backs off of that and gets to uh, back to the the team aspect, the uh, the special teams aspect, all of the things that he wanted to do, but he couldn't because he was so entrenched as the the guy on offense. And uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how well he does and letting go like just letting chip kelly be the head coach of the offense like jim Knowles is the head coach of the defense any idea on the 10th coaching spot of where that could be going at this point you know i keep thinking the if um if it wasn't going to be james laurinitis or if it was going to be james laurinitis it would be by now so um i assume it's just a matter of somebody getting through the playoffs or somebody getting through signing day. And uh, Ryan Day said last Wednesday that he expects to have uh, the final thing announced by, well, you know, within a week. So in the next day or two, I'm expecting to hear who that will be. Um, I, I think the the best path forward would probably be an assistant defensive line coach. You can get another guy on defense. Um, you know, James Laurinaita seems like he's, cool at this point with being GA for another year if it's best for the team so uh, this would be a, a decent step forward and just getting maybe a little bit younger on the uh, the defensive staff and progressing and um, getting ready for a transition that is inevitable once Larry Johnson decides to step down Gerd always appreciate the time thanks so much for hopping on with us this morning have a great rest of the week buddy and we'll check in again soon okay all right. Thanks. Talk to you guys later. There he goes. Tony Gerdeman, Buckeye Huddle with us here on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We're going to get juice next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and a good Tuesday morning to you. Right now the left lane is blocked on I-270 eastbound just beyond US-62 because of a crash. Crews are on the scene of. Move to the right as you approach that area. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stark. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger 
for the ones who get it done. Keep on swiping that card, baby. Keep on swiping that card. Charge it to winning. This is Morning Juice. We are on the Juice and brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy, leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them online at feelgreatcolumbus.com. And I need to put this up. Five yeah, yards. Five yards. False start. What's got you juiced? Sharky. Yeah. It's a Tuesday. I didn't get to talk to this guy, unfortunately, today. But we will get a chance to hear from him tomorrow on his wedding anniversary. What Schlegs got to say this morning? Which wedding anniversary is it? I don't know. Uh, for Schlegs, he was married in 2004. 20. Wow. So he years. got married before he... Or be, yeah, before he graduated. Oh yeah, he was trust wanted him to get married even earlier than that. <laughs> we can All ask right. him about that tonight. This is a big one. I went to the Buckeye cruise. They gave me like four bottles of bourbon. I'm like, this is awesome. So I just have a sipper and watch that. A and then sipper. the next thing you know, it's 10:30. I'm like, guess what? I'm gonna go to bed because I gotta wake up at 4:40. I got my caffeinated dominate mug. I yeah. fill it up well about halfway up with ice. I oh. pour some bourbon to the top and I just sip on it. Yeah. Well, I watch some baseball and then I go to bed. Mm, watching baseball, sipping bourbon. Putting them to sleep. America, yeah. America's <laughs> favorite pastime. pastime. Uh, because the Spurs are so bad, uh, not many are paying attention to their seven foot five rookie uh, center. Made some quite the history last night. Yeah. San Antonio went to Toronto, whipped the Raptors 122 to 99, improving their record to 11 and 43. But in that game, Victor Wembanyama played just 29 minutes and had a triple-double. Not a mm-hmm. conventional triple-double, which usually consists of points, rebounds, and assists. No, he finished with 27 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 blocked shots. <laughs> also had five assists. Um, leads the league in block shots with three per game. Not too bad for a 20-year-old rookie. And then, I don't know if you saw this, but Tiger Woods... And Sunday Red is no longer just a shirt. It is a brand. Yeah. He announced a partnership with TaylorMade Golf to launch a brand that will be called Sunday Red. Sun, space, Sun, day, yes. space, red. Three words, not two. Tiger and Nike, of course, ended their 27-year relationship last year. And now Sunday Red will be a standalone brand with its own team of designers, even its own headquarters, Apparel's going to be ready for you, Beamer, on May 1st. If you want to go online and order, the website is already up, and they hope to eventually add footwear and women's and kids' lines. It is going to be really weird not to see the swoosh on Tiger's shirts and shoes and all that. It's such a weird logo, too. Yeah. Like, it's just... I don't know if I like it or if I'm just so used to him. I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Seeing him in the Sunday red with, with the, the t- white with the Nike, TW suit. yeah, the TW logo was good, and I'd imagine that's Nike property, so he yes. couldn't take that with him. And obviously, Nike would own the trademark to that. Uh, but yeah, the, not to say that the logo is bad. It's just so jarring to see him in something yeah. other than Nike. Yeah, I uh, wonder how relevant he is going to remain. Once he finally calls it quits. I mean, he plays four events a year, Maybe. basically. And I don't see him heading out to the Champions Tour. So no. I, I wonder if uh, he'll Lift still tour. be. You maybe, know. He'll take, maybe he'll uh, get in the booth there with Nancer. 
I don't see that happening either, Bob. He doesn't maybe, have the personality for it. Well, I don't think he's so. been so guarded for forever. Maybe he does kind of open up when he finally calls it quits. But yeah, yeah I, I can't. Gets, I don't think he needs the money. Well, maybe he dives down John Daly's rabbit hole and starts ripping heaters and maybe <laughs> popping some pills and having could some you, having some cocktails. Could you see Tiger going from six to one eighty to about two eighty? No, because his, knee, his knees are bad, but yeah. maybe not the weight thing, but maybe just living life a little more. <laughs> so that'd be great to see. He's lived a, a pretty good life yeah. uh, back in the 90s and yeah. early 2000s. Well, maybe he wants to get back to that style of L-I-V-I-N, Shark. <laughs> just living. Uh, that was great. Uh, it's got me juicy. Let's start off with uh, some Steve Young here. Back in the day, we all shared a room when we were on the road. So my roommate for 13 years was Brent Jones. So the Super Bowl, they gave us our own room. So I'm, I, I'm in my routine, right? The end of the day, we're like, lights out. We're going to get bed check and everything. It's time to go to sleep. And I'm like, I, I need him snoring. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I literally took my mattress, dragged it down the hall, banged on his door. He woke him up. He goes, what are you doing? I'm like, shut up. I brought my mattress in, laid down. He starts snoring. I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And that was... To me, that's what it goes. Really goes to what I'm saying. I think otherwise, I would have laid. I would probably sat up all night looking at the ceiling, but because I was in the routine and he was snoring, I'm like, I'm good, and I had a great night's sleep. Oh, get the, get in the routine, Shark. Even if that routine is sitting there with a snoring roommate, Steve Young telling some stories about the Super Bowl. There, as we just put a lid on another NFL season. Great white uh, noise machine. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you get used to it, Beam, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Like it's just routine is routine. Read a book right now called Atomic Habits. Pretty good. I'll uh, drop some little nuggets out of that over the next couple of weeks. I just finished up Malcolm Jenkins' book, uh, nice. former Buckeye winners won't tell you. Recommended by Tress. Pretty good. I was talking to Joshua Perry about it last night. Very impressed. Uh, one of the better books I've, I've seen written uh, by a, by an athlete. And very, very good. Very true to himself uh, as well with his story in there. And then lastly, getting a chance to do some awesome stuff. Beam, I was down in uh, Oklahoma, as you know, some of you may know, I was gone at Fort Sill, at Tinker Air Force Base, Altus Air Force Base. Got to fire some cannons, man. Got to do some unbelievable things. And that cannon looked incredible. Oh yeah, dude. They're I think uh, it's 111, 107 caliber, 105 caliber. <laughs> Whatever it was, they were was... huge. The rounds were forty five pounds. My God, I got to load one up. I mean, it was cool. Dude, those things shoot miles. I saw you working, miles working the uh... dude. You're spinning the little yeah, deal. It's yeah, like an dials, old, like, yeah. it's like an old Atari video game shark. They've got like an X. It's basically like battleship. You have to line it up. You're hand a... cranking that thing up and oh, down, yeah. and left and right. It was... it was a little laser guided deal that leads it in there for you. It's absolutely tremendous. But miles though, Bob. Oh, dude, the thing's shooting like. Dude, it shoots like they're well over fifteen hundred meters, like oh three thousand meters. I mean, dude, it's it's out there. That'd be like from the here base to is, Lane Lane Avenue. The base is forty <laughs> by forty miles. I, like I go, you need that much? Like, yeah, we're shooting this artillery shooting pretty far. Missiles, what man. do you think they're shooting at a hundred yards? I mean, come on, <laughs> this isn't the Civil War this, anymore. Yeah, dude, they, but they have every cannon the United States has ever used. On base wow. since the Civil War, I believe that's pretty awesome. It was it's really cool. And so getting a chance to thank our uh, servicemen and women out there uh, sacrificing and doing some things. And one of the, it was awesome. One of the guys who was there uh, with Sergeant Majors, he was in Hawaii the year before, and so he was on both trips that I've been to and got a chance to talk to him and uh, just just thanking them for all that they do. And people are like, "Why are you guys here? Like, we're here because of you, because of everything that you have done for our country and the families and how much they sacrifice." So. Uh, truly blessed to get to be a part of it. Do a lot of cool things, but it's great to give back 
and enjoy uh, enjoy them as well. So super blessed about that. That has me juiced here. Beam, what's got you juiced? Oh, uh, what's got me juiced? We've got great listeners. We know that Stephen said uh, on Twitter, according to documents from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, uh, Office ownership of the TW logo has always belonged to Woods and his EW cor- ETW Corporation. Good for his attorneys. There. Yeah. Um, so I guess he owns it, but they just wanted to kickstart a new brand uh, with TaylorMade. So there you go. It is a bit of a interesting situation that they're launching this in may and not in the lead up to the masters i would think that that would be uh the big one that they would well, want there to may get be it. a contractual thing like, yeah who knows you're right he runs out or- you're right about that like i know that they're severing the deal but like a non-compete for additional amount of months or yeah who knows the intricacies of that deal uh what's got me fired up had a nice day yesterday uh william was just in a great mood he's been in a great mood all the time so i don't know if he's like stopped teething or his teeth have like not all of them have stopped coming in, but he's drooling less and he's just babbling away. Like just going to be a broadcaster. I don't know about that. I think we're going to steer him in a different direction, but um, yeah. So, and he fin- he's finally saying dada. So like, that's like, I don't know if you count that as his first word because I've just been every day when I'm with him for like six hours a day. I'm just dada, 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 dada. That's what I'm saying. Uh, but now that he yells my name, um, I think today we're going to start saying mama and that way he can learn the difference between mom and dad. And then when he needs something, we're going to use mama said dada. So that's got me fired up. Uh, yesterday he was in a great mood, uh, starting to walk too a little bit. So getting a little more brave nice. without holding things. So yeah, I'm going to be playing a lot of defense here, uh, in these next couple of weeks. I feel like turns out the 49ers didn't knew the, didn't know the new playoff rules either. Do that in the re-rack next morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and good morning. We are still tracking a crash on I-270 eastbound. This is just beyond US-62. The left lane is blocked in those eastbound lanes and crews are working to clear this up right now. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stegerwald. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Here's a list of undisputed facts. Beamer is round. Shark was a swinger. And no one derails a show like Bobby Carpenter. No one. This is Morning Juice. Hour number three of the program for us on a Tuesday. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. Coming up here in about 30 minutes time, we will check in with Uncle Bo as we do every single Tuesday. That is about 30 minutes away from right now. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning. It's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice. Sponsored by Billiards Plus. Your destination for top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties. Billiards Plus on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. By the way, 24 hours from now, because we usually get a chance to talk to him on Monday evenings, had to move some things around. 24 hours from right now, Schlegs is going to join us. There we go. On his anniversary, 20th wedding anniversary, by the way. So looking forward to that. Buckeye men's hoops in action tonight up in Madison at the Kohl Center. 9 o'clock tip. 8 o'clock coverage begins here on the fan. Shark is sad. Can't watch that one. Wisconsin's struggling uh, pretty good at the moment. Now, they just beat you a couple of weeks ago here. You get a chance at revenge uh, going up there. Now, they've lost. What was the score in that game? Uh, I feel like Wisconsin pulled away. Yeah, they pulled away pretty good there. 71-60. 71-60. So an 11-point victory for them. 
uh, the last time. They've lost four games in a row, so we'll see what happens for the men's team tonight. Jackets at the Senators up in Ottawa uh, at 7 o'clock this evening. And saw the top 25 come out yesterday for the women's side. How about the Buckeye women's hoops team up to number two in the country? It's tied for their highest rating of all time. So it's pretty awesome to see what Kevin McGuff and company are doing. Just won winners of 11 in a row. Uh, just pasted Sparty uh, on Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday. So that was great to see. Now they play a game coming up tomorrow against Nebraska. And Nebraska just beat Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes on Sunday as well. So this team's coming to the building uh, with some nice, uh, nice momentum. On their side, they came yeah. back in ferocious form on Sunday uh, to take down Iowa. So, a high degree of ferocity being... Yeah, that's right. So they play uh, tomorrow over at the shot, uh, the Buckeyes and the Cornhuskers do. And here's some good news for you. Giving away a pair of tickets. 614-821-9710. That's the phone number. Caller number what's going to be walking away with a pair of tickets to go see the Buckeye women's basketball team tomorrow Ooh. against the Huskers. Let's do caller number three. Caller number three, you get in. Quick trigger. You get into Shark, and you'll be walking away uh, with a pair of tickets to go see the Buckeye women's hoops team. The number two rated ranked Buckeye women's hoops team in the country. It's nice. Yeah, it is nice, man. They're cruising right now. Feeling really good about the situation. And again, I mean, we've talked about it kind of for the last couple of weeks. It's going to all come down to those final few games in the Big Ten when you get Maryland, Michigan, Iowa on the return leg, the return trip. And like I said, Nebraska beating Iowa gives you uh, a nice one-game lead currently in the Big Ten for sole possession of first place. So, Yeah, they're right there. I mean, that's uh, it's in striking distance uh, to be able to get that done. I mean, potentially get a one seed, and that'd feel pretty darn good. Oh, I'd feel great. If you're McGuff. So that'd be, uh, it'd be nice. And uh, kudos to them for finishing the season strong. Man, they've been playing really good basketball. Yes, they have. So an opportunity to get another win. Tomorrow night against the Cornhuskers of Nebraska. Uh, Super Bowl viewership is out, and I mean, it's a monster. It's just. Well, they anticipated that this was going to be the most yeah. watched Super Bowl ever. I mean, you had familiar characters. There was a rematch. Usher was performing at halftime. Taylor Swift effect. I mean, there was a number of reasons why you thought it would be there. According to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, the Kansas City Chiefs 25 to 22 overtime victory versus the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. Averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. That shattered last year's mark of 115.1 million for Kansas City's last play victory over the Eagles. That was a 7% increase from last year. Now, the game, as we know, was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, Univision. I had a couple of emails, and when we talked to uh, Bobby Mack yesterday, he said his CBS coverage was spotty, and so he jumped over to Nickelodeon. He was like, it was great. I had a blast watching those guys. It was like, it it was buffering in and out. I mean, it was brutal. Did you have have a tough time down there, too? Whoa. Yes. And they thought it was just here, like there. People were complaining about it. I'm like, and then I saw... You know, on social media, people were complaining about it here, too. I'm like, wow, it must have been like an actual CBS feed yeah. and not just something that it was um, carrier-specific or regionally-specific. Were you guys watching on cable down there? I don't know. We were okay. in a... Like the, I, I believe so. Yeah. We were at a, like a, a bar on base, and so I'm not sure exactly how they pull their feeds in, but I believe it was probably just traditional cable. Yeah, so, I mean, I was watching the stream because I've got the YouTube TV, and mine didn't buffer at all, like, through the 
through the entire game, which is weird. I thought, you know, people with issues and whether that would have been like a national CBS issue or for us locally, 10 TV, you know, I'm like, all right, well, if anybody's going to have the issue, it would probably be me on the streaming, but the stream was fine. So it must've been the stream was thick and frothy. Babe. Oh, that's exactly what you want. So I don't know. I, it must've been an actual like linear issue that they were having. Yeah. But something there. The Mark Nielsen also set a record. Now here's here's the kicker. Everybody was anticipating. Maybe, just maybe, if the game was good enough with the Taylor Swift poll, with the Usher, the commercials, that this game was going to get at some point over two hundred million viewers. Nielsen did say a record of two hundred and two point four million people watched at least part of the game across all networks, a ten percent jump. Up of last year's figure of 183.6 million. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I mean, CBS had 120 million viewers in and of itself, the large and linear TV. So obviously that's massive. And then you start adding in all the streams and everything else, prestige worldwide wide, beam. Wide, wide, wide. Two million, 200 million. That's uh, it's what the NFL wants. That's why they were going to start pushing this international growth more. Playing in Sao Paulo next year, they're going to you know taking a trip to Spain. Spain. I think Albert Breer Why was not? reporting that last week. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Albert too about the <laughs> the smoking lounge. the smoking lounge with slot machines in Vegas's airport. That sounds tremendous. All I want to ask him if he went in there to do some journalistic. That, that honestly is the follow up. Did you go in there, Albert? What was what goes on in there? What was it like? I mean that that might be the hard follow up to see his thoughts. $202 million. Congrats to John from London. He knew he needed to be caller number three. He's going to get to see the Buckeye women's basketball team tomorrow, take on Nebraska, uh, and hopefully extend their 11-game winning streak to 12. Yeah, 202 million people. I mean, that's a ton. Uh, you know, like I said, we've, we always say we have great listeners. Uh, Aaron sent me a message, uh, and you said that you were, you know, you were in Fort Sill. Were you in Fort Sill when you were uh, shooting the cannon? Yeah, firing that's, the cannon? That's, that is like the head of all artillery for the u.s armed forces okay. so i mean there was we saw a couple hundred marines that were there i mean people come in from everywhere to get skilled and trained up on how to fire, fire the artillery so it's, it's an artillery base then basically okay. yes i mean that's it's it's sweet it's old it's one of the oldest uh installations in the united states i mean it's from like the 1840s like right around the civil war i think it was like the buffalo soldiers were stationed out there it was you know part for like the indian wars and other things but that's where Geronimo was buried. Okay. Um, he got a sweet little, uh, uh, his grave, obviously, and uh, is marked out there, and it's awesome. But we were driving around. I mean, it's so big. So now we're driving around. We saw bobcats, elk, I mean, all kinds of stuff. Whoa. Driving around at night as we were in a full 40 tour. by 40 miles. I, mean, I that's believe a- that's what they said. I mean, it's massive. Absolutely massive. So I got a tweet from a listener. I got a message. Uh, this is from Aaron. said, I was stationed at Fort Sill. Uh, and I would guess, Bob, you were shooting 105 millimeter yes, caliber howitzer. Yeah. So he said, uh, also, if you really want to blow Shark's mind about the range, because you said these things go, you know, a couple of miles. Aaron said, listen to this, Shark. You ready for it? It has a range of roughly 12,000 yards, which is roughly seven and a half miles. So there you go. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> dude, you're like shooting a mile. I'm like, wait, dude, this, you're shooting it so far away that you're looking at it with binoculars to see if you hit the spot. <laughs> That's like uh, hitting Galloway from here. Yeah. What's seven and a half miles away from here? Hey, you know, you think when they're see, when they're sieging those, uh, you know, the different towns and cities and different things like that. I mean, it's, 
Those things, I mean, shark, that cannon looks like something that was like on the side of a naval boat. They don't get up beside those. those yeah, guys, dude, it was huge. Like yes. multiple thousands of pounds. Well, that's, oh, then there's so much wrinkle. How much recoils on this thing? He's like, a lot. He goes, make sure. <laughs> a lot. Because I loaded. He goes, <laughs> when you do the load side, he's like, make sure you stand here because obviously the cannon kicks back. And he's like, if that hits you, it'll hurt. I'm like, hurt how? I'm like, broken leg. He's like, oh, yeah, that'll snap your leg in half if it hits you on the kick. I mean, that that's. It's heavy. And like I said, the, the shells that it shoots, Shark, are 45 pounds a piece. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like a, if it landed in an open field, it'd be like a meteor oh, yeah. hitting the, the crater it would oh, leave. Oh, dude, it's, it's unreal. So they said they'll pull up, um, you know, when they're done, like when they decommission tanks. And so like the fire, we, we talked to the fire the fire crew there too, which is that's a big deal because you're shooting into this dry grass field. Yeah, right. So there's a there's a number of fires that potentially happen out there that they have to contain on a regular basis. Because that's what their job is to go out there and shoot the artillery. It's so big they also do the bombing runs to train people like how to drop bombs for the Air Force on the other side. But they'll decommission tanks and jeeps and stuff and put them out there. And he goes, you want to see some good explosions? He goes, when they wheel them out, he goes, they don't drain the oil or gasoline, whatever they have left and park it there. He goes, you hit one of those suckers. He's like, it looks like a movie. And I'm like, he goes, you can see the flames from Directed by Michael Bay. Basically. Yeah. And it was, it's awesome. Seven and a half miles away from this radio station. Now, if you're listening out there, you know where we're at, the 10 TV building. It's right very close to like the 315, 670. Yeah. If you don't know where we're at, that's that's where we're located. It's right outside of Franklinson, Grandview, tucked in right there. Yeah, we're right here. Seven and a half miles away from here. I've got it pulled up on Google Maps. Um, and this as is this isn't kind of as like the crow flies, but it's a pretty straight shot. It's pretty straight up 315 all in Tangy. So it it reaches the Bethel Road Plaza yeah. of like Gallows and Micro Center. So go. I mean, you could be shooting one of those artillery shells from here, point it north, and you could hit Bethel Road. It's, it's <laughs> so like they have like these laser guides and everything oh that'll help God. set it up. They had the stuff crazy. that was forward to be able to get it. But he goes, they also have like the old analog. They have the maps and the little slide rules and everything that they used to have to look. At, through like when World War II Band of Brothers style to be able to adjust the trajectory. But you're on there, I'm not kidding you, it is it is a T, and there's literally arrows that are coming in, and you're hand-cranking this thing, and like the arrow's big, and then it gets closer, and the arrows get smaller and smaller. Like then it's just, it's real sensitive. But like to pass the test, I go, I mean, if you have enough time, Shark, you can shoot these things accurately. Once you get the arrows lined up, it's boom. It's like playing a video game. You can't hit my house from here. You can't change... The course of it, though, no, the, it, it doesn't have a. No, these are not GPS laser yeah. guided. These are old school, buddy. The old school artillery. What we were, <laughs> well, no, they do have like the laser guide. I was talking yeah. to some of the guys at, at Altus, like how they drop out and what some of the one of the guys did. He was telling me because he Altus, their main mission is they train the refueling ships. And so I'll have a yeah. sweet video of this guy showing me. He's like, now you've got all these cameras and everything. Back in the day, you would lay down and they'd harness you in and you were looking down the barrel. You're up 19,000 feet in the air and you're fueling up, you know, an F-18 that's flying behind you at 350 miles an hour. And you're just cruising through the air doing this. Uh, but before that, he goes, I did this for 12. You know, I did, before that I built bombs. He's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, they come and you assemble them. You put the, you know, the, essentially the detonator on the top, and depending on whether laser-guided, traditional, all these different things. 
And so, yeah, so they build like the artillery there. They have a shell, they pack, and he goes, depending on how sensitive you need them, if they need to be like a bunker buster, they'll have like a yeah. firmer, they have different, obviously, detonators they'll put on them. But it's, it was remarkable that, that what you do. And, you know, so you fire these things out, obviously, and they are, uh, they're pretty darn impressive. What's Chip Kelly's offense going to look like here in Columbus? We'll do that next. Morning Juice right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Tuesday morning to you. We've got a few issues across central Ohio. The first one, on I-270 eastbound, just beyond US-62, there is a crash that has the left lane blocked. That's over on the southwest side. Also, over in the New Albany area, the left lane is blocked on 161 eastbound, just beyond Hamilton Road because of a crash that is backing up traffic in those eastbound lanes on the northeast side. Last but not least, on 33 westbound near Rager Road, there are lane closures because of a crash, and traffic is slow-moving in those west bound lanes coming in from canal winchester in the 10 tv traffic center i'm amy Stark. for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done. What's the going rate for a good babysitter? Also, Shark needs a raise. You're listening to Morning Juice. Well, Tuesday edition of the program, for to be Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. All right. Time to give away a gift card. Oh, boy, that's the rooster. Which that sound means that it's a Tuesday, which means it's an appetizer Tuesday, and the featured appetizer roosters, well, it's just $3. Today's featured appetizer, well... It's always delicious fried pickles. Pickles cut, breaded, and fried into delicious chips. Serve with Rooster's Homemade Ranch or take it to the next level with some spicy ranch. We think they're a big deal, Shark. How about that? Now, you get a chance to win a $50 gift card to Rooster's. If you can answer that, that's what he said. 821-9710 is the number. 614 area code. Beam, what is the question, sir? It's Jean-Luc Grandpierre on the 7 o'clock hour. He was a seersayer. On their last West Coast swing, Jean-Luc Grampier said they would go 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. They ended up going 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. What did Jean-Luc say? The Jackets have four road games coming up here in a row in Ottawa tonight, and they got a three-game Western California road trip. A SoCal up. banger. A SoCal banger. 614-821-9710 is the phone number. You get the correct answer, and the Shark could be walking away with a $50 Roosters gift card. What record did Jean-Luc Grandpierre predict? For the Columbus Blue Jackets and their next four games on this road trip coming up. I think he's going to get it done. He sounded pretty confident when he said it. Sounded pretty confident. Oh, he, yeah. He You're was, not playing world beaters either this time. Well, that's what he said. Everybody's struggling a lot, so this should be a very advantageous situation for them to be in with the Jackets finishing here this road trip strong and coming up. Coming strong off the uh, all-star break. What are you expecting out of Chip Kelly uh, and his offense here in Columbus? Because if you look at his offenses traditionally from the time that he started at Oregon and then he went to the NFL and then he came back to the college game and took over UCLA, it's been running the football has been his great strength that he's used. Yeah, he's run the spread and he runs an up-tempo system. And you've seen him kind of, he did that a lot at Oregon. You saw him do it a ton with Philly and then he started backing down. I think he realized... Hey, you know, there's a time and a place for all types of tempo. 
But if you watch a lot of UCLA when they had, you know, when he was at his best there with Charbonnet and DTR, mm-hmm. uh, Brown's quarterback, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Oh, that's right. They wanted to pound the football and they would pull guys. It, it would have unique and creative running games. And remember, Justin Fry, the offensive line coach, he was their O line coach there. Yep. So he's familiar with this system. But I think he'll provide that offensive diversity in the running attack that everybody's looking for. You're going to have Henderson. Uh, Junkins, I mean, these guys are very talented runners. Can you get the offensive line up to snuff where you want it to be? I think that's the big it key is. in this whole cog. Was getting those guys up there, finding out you know, who your best five are together, what they do well, what individual players do, and kind of st- and starting to build the offense around that. But I think he'll provide that running diversity that people have been looking for. And you, you pair that with Ryan Day's aptitude in the passing game and him what Heartline can do. I think that people are going to be pretty excited about what you can see. And then, like I said, this this hire, it's a very similar to the Bill O'Brien hire in that you have a former head coach, so you're checking that box. You have a guy with NFL experience, you're checking that box. You have a guy who's coordinated an offense who Ryan trusts, you're checking that box. Now, Bill O'Brien was bringing in maybe some external thought processes that were different just due to his experience and what he's done. You know, and Chip Kelly and Ryan obviously have the, the connection. You know, Ryan played for him at New, at the Shire. Yep. They coached together in Philly and San Fran. And so there's understanding, but they haven't, they haven't coached together in a while. And you saw Chip do some different things at UCLA. And so that there's been a divergence. And so the, being able to bring some of that back, back together, there will still be some new ideas and a fresh perspective on things, but also a mutual trust and under, understanding. So I love it. I think the, I think the thing that you just mentioned there, that was one thing that I would have been worried about. I think it's, it's great, obviously, to have a relationship, you know, with your former coach and a guy who was, you know, basically your mentor into the coaching game. And I think that's great that you're bringing him back on staff. Uh, and I'm excited to see how it works. Now, my only potential pitfall of that would be kind of like living in an echo chamber, right? Like with Ryan Day, with Chip Kelly, with Justin Fry, like all these guys getting back in the same room. As to where you compare that to Bill O'Brien, yep. he's not he's not really worried about ruffling any feathers. So I think you're right. Some time away will probably have done them good. Yep. But that was my one thing when I, the Chip Kelly announcement. I'm like, okay, that could be the one potential downfall the one potential pitfall is just all of a sudden we're living in an echo chamber now and we're just going to continue to do the same thing i think here's the good news is when you have a good relationship with someone and you've been with them a long time because you want it you want dissenting opinions in the room yep any you know great leader like you want to have people that will disagree with you Mm -hmm. and disagree with you on on a variety of issues but they want to be able to back that up with you know dfr details facts and reasons my uh my Freshman English teacher, maybe sophomore English teacher, used to say, "DFR, give me details, facts, and reasons on this." And so that Chip Kelly will be able to bring that to the table, and he's going to be comfortable enough with Ryan that he'll be able to say those things. Like Bill O'Brien, you saw his personality; yeah. he, he would <laughs> yeah. disagree with anybody if he yeah. didn't believe it. He wasn't going to bite his tongue and go along with it. And so everybody was on the same page. And there's a time to do that once decisions are made. But Chip Kelly, I think, also will provide enough of that pushback. With Ryan, let's let's not also forget the power dynamic, which is unique here. Of course, you go from being you know player coach to guys being on the same staff, but the subordinate, and now Ryan's in charge. Look at me, Irish. He, exactly. Well, and Chip Kelly might be Irish. Look at me. I'm the captain now, so mm-hmm. there's going to be some pushback, and that's that's the type of thing you want to see. Absolutely, it is, and I, I think it's. Thank you for for calming my stress about that. 
because uh, that was the thing. That was like the one thing that I would have been. No, worried I don't about. think you think Ryan just said this is how we're doing it. Chip said, well, if he doesn't agree with it, they'll have I think discussions about it. Now, once you all get on the same page, you leave the room. Yeah, that's what you're doing, and that goes with any staff. But it's good behind closed doors and coaching meetings to make sure that everybody's pushing back and pushing hard on things. Chris from Marysville is our winner of the fifty dollars Roosters gift card this morning. He knew Jean Luc Grandpierre said the Jackets were going to go what on this trip? Three and one. Three and one. How about the that six pointer, racking and stacking. Six out of eight. Take that all the way. Uncle Bo's coming up next. Morning juice right here on the fan. <laughs> Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Tuesday morning to you. A couple issues across Central Ohio. The first one on 33 westbound near Gender Road. Expect lane closures over there because of a crash in those westbound lanes that has traffic slow moving. Also slow moving traffic on 161 eastbound over on the northeast side. The left lane is blocked just beyond Hamilton Road in those eastbound lanes because of a crash. Last, we are still watching a crash over on the south west side this morning. The left lane is blocked on I-270 eastbound just beyond US-62. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Starterwolf. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The hardest part of your workday is over. You've managed to get out of your fart sack. Attention campers, lunch has been canceled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. This is Morning Juice. Tuesday edition of the program. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Mark the Shark. As we do every single Tuesday. Time to check in with our good uncle. Bo knows bourbon. Bo knows fashion. Bo knows horseback riding. But most importantly, Bo knows Browns. Sponsored by Whiskey War. By High Bank Distillery. Drink local, drink High Bank. What's up, Bunk? Happy Tuesday to you. Well, boys, I got to tell you, I uh, I think there's like a 38% chance I got a cracked rib. Played yeah. the uh, the father son game last night with the uh, with the fours or with the sixes rather, and took a, a pretty strong elbow on a double team Ooh. and from one of the kids, one of the kids, man, got a little bit of a loose wing and seventy two percent chance it was on purpose. I don't know. Uh, I've been coaching these same kids since they were in the third grade. So and this is the end of it. We got a couple practices left. Oh, it's for sure and then on we, purpose. Then I think it's I think it is too. Yeah, I think it probably was. Too. Went told- for a little double team and look, you can't lose. And this was the first time that, like, it kind of took effort quite a bit to beat them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So oh, yeah. we, we weren't going to let them lo- – they can't win going out the door. So, yeah, I, I think it's possible that it was – I think it's very likely it was on purpose. I've told this story before. Um, so, I for- I mean, it was our last year of Pee Wee football, and, you know, all of our dads were the coaches. and Yeah. You know, my stepdad would yell at me and make me do bear crawls. My buddy's dad would yell at him and make him do bear mm-hmm. crawls. It's mm-hmm. like, why are you being tougher on me? So uh, I remember for, you know, one of, I, it was a get together and we had, I think it was either after our last season or maybe before our last season that we kind of all played together. And again, we're young. I mean, we're probably 13, 14, 15, maybe. Yeah. Uh, at the time w- when this is all happening and we went to a paintball field um, for, oh, for the party. And of course it was uh, sons against dads. Mm-hmm. And I will never forget it my entire life that, um, one of my one of my best friends 
uh, went up behind his dad and smoked him like 30 times with paintball gun. I mean, just point blank range. <laughs> like, right in the it mix. All, it was all those years of bear yeah. crawls, do a lap, and you're being harder on me than you are yeah. harder on the rest of the guys, and just went up behind him you, five feet away <laughs> and just smoked him. I feel like that's probably what you got a little bit of last night. Yeah, yeah. That, there's no question that it builds to that. It's funny when you said, why do you coach me harder than I could yeah. coach everybody else? Oh, yeah. And that, like you sounded exactly like NBC. Like that's... <laughs> And I said, look, this is if if I can't be tougher on you, then how can I be tough on everybody else? So that that's the way that it goes. Oh, absolutely. Um Did you guys watch the game with the boys? How did that how did that set up yeah. go? So we had um we had my wife wanted to go to a Super Bowl party, so we oh, did come on. You know how I feel I mean, come on. So we did and they're, they're wonderful people, but we did uh, a half. <laughs> we did a half, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I can't. I can't watch the can't game focus. this way. Uh, yeah. I can't focus. I got. I got. People want to know how Chip Kelly's going to call the offense versus how Bill O'Brien was going to call the offense. They want to know. Well, what are they going to do with the tenth assistant? Are they going to hire Bill Belichick? Yeah, the yeah the Buckeyes are going to hire Bill Belichick, to coach linebacker. You know what? You know what my you know what my so my like, ploy is in that. When people ask me, my my go to thought is, "What are your thoughts on it?" And then I just kind of. But, but I don't want to hear them. <laughs> just I don't want to hear them. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. Just be like, okay. So and we, I said, "All right, you listen. You you listen to the your usher guy, and then we're gone at half." So then we went. We came home, and um, and then you can watch the game. And then I recall everything from the second half and all the commercials and all of it. But the first half was was pretty loose. If yeah, if you like if you like sporting events, at least I don't know how you guys are, but if if it's something that I care about, I can't watch it with others. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to be locked in. Well, you just don't want the distractions, the yeah, unnecessary commentary. Like there, there's a litany of things of frustration. Um, how do you, like, did your boys sit there and stay up? Did they make it with yeah. you? Like, do they do they ask you? I mean, because they're probably. As much as NBC, I'm sure, doesn't want to hear your opinion on yeah. a lot of things, I'm sure they do ask you what's going on during the game. Well, so the, the thing that made me snap on them is we were on the way to the to the thing, to the, the party, and one of them, it might have been Beamsy, who I rarely have to snap at, said something to the effect of, well, it's rigged. The Chiefs are going to win it anyway. <laughs> and I just, I just snapped. I just said, you know. Really, you think the NFL, which is going to do 115 million, ended up 125 or whatever? Like they need, they're they're worried about who wins. It's rigged. It doesn't matter who wins. It's the biggest entity in the planet. Like, come on. And so then, so he's like, "Geez, Dad." And I'm like, "Well, I'm just tired of hearing about how the like they're rigging NFL games for God's sakes." Don't tinfoil hat in my house. <laughs> Good Lord, we, how are you, conspiracy John? You're not even on the internet. <laughs> wait until you get on Twitter. Just wait till social media. <laughs> Bob had that same case uh, with some lady who was drinking and vaping and doing zins and all kinds of stuff. I was really lubed up. Well, I mean, I was on a base. We're out in uh, southwest Oklahoma, Bo. I mean, just oh. God's country out there. Sure. Uh, doing a little tour with the three, a uh, uh, couple posts and a post and two bases. And, yeah. You know, it's amazing. It was a large percentage of San Fran fans. I think mm -hmm. there's just Kansas City fatigue a little bit. Sure. She, I mean, she had her party jersey on. She was locked in and... I mean, she was had some zins in. It was a stressful environment. Let's just say that <laughs> we were utilizing substances. I think to alleviate some of the stress. And sure, I caught her looking both ways, and then hit like a uh, like a the crab claw to the mouth. And then I watched some of the vape smoke cruising out of her nose. I'm like, "Yep, we're there. We're home." But she ended up throwing up on herself at the end. Naturally, <laughs> well, I mean, it was, it was, it was like I said, there's a lot of anxiety going yeah. to the end of it. But it was. Uh, 
It was great. Just kind of your, first of all, speaking of that, did you, one of the, I will say this, like with the Taylor Swift situation. Sure. I didn't think it was over the top. I thought it was done fairly well. Oh, God. But I mean, Bo, I mean, if you're going to show me a, a video of her chugging a beer yeah. out of a cup, like I think that's a win for humanity. That is a win for humanity. Yeah. Anytime it's funny. Most of the people that have like a problem with her, um, are usually a little bit older than me. Um, and, and have similar appearance. Okay. They, it seems to be they were the most people I run into are those type of people who have a problem. Right. So I say, I'm quick to say, like, I'm quick to say, just imagine if when Joe Montana was winning Super Bowls for the 49ers, if he was dating Madonna. Yeah. Do you think they would show her? Do you think they would show the most famous person on the planet who is a musical performer? Do you think they would show her? Yes, I do too. I grew up a Lakers fan. If if I was annoyed every time they they showed Jack Nicholas or Jack Nicholson, I mean every game they show him. Mm-hmm. That's part of the deal, right? So she's the most famous performer on the planet. She's dating a superstar. Yeah, there's going to be people that are interested in that. Like I it drove me nuts all week like people think that they shouldn't. Of course they should. Somebody tweeted, well, why don't they show every every player's uh, girlfriend? Because they're not Taylor Swift. Right. You dummy. <laughs> How about if they show Taylor Swift's boyfriend yelling at his coach? Bumping into him on the sideline? I mean, does, do you think How that's going to... How did gonna, that get so glossed over? Yeah. That was a that was nuts, well, and they never came back to it on the broadcast. No. Really, mm-hmm. like the the and I'm that's a you know that's executive producer call right on that. That would be them. That's I mean Nance could override and say, hey, we got to talk about this. Nobody else would have the power to be able to do it. I couldn't believe that they didn't show it more. And then Travis was on later with Boomer and Booger. I, I told the story yesterday. Chris Berman had no clue um, who Nick Bolt has no clue who he was. He came on first. You could <laughs> yes, tell he was like, I saw it. Did you see it? I watched. You watched it. Yeah. So you were watching it too. I'm like, yeah. he's got no idea who that is. Yeah. He has no clue. And I don't blame him. Like, how could he know that? He was expecting to get great game, young man. And the yeah. shakes his hand. <laughs> no clue. You see the one time we like tapped the table, like Boog, you take the next few questions. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who this is. Um, and, but they, they, they did get Kelsey and, and Mahomes on. And Kelsey said, oh, they showed that. Like he thought somehow I'm like, dude, it's the Super Bowl. I promise you, there's a camera on your girlfriend. There's there. a camera on you, and there's a camera always on the head coach, always. Um, and he said something to the effect of like, I hope the mic doesn't the the mic'd up doesn't come out of that. And I'm like, I bet you do that. That I've never seen anything like that that goes like without pretty serious punishment. But every kind of laughed it off. I suppose if they would have lost, it would have been a much bigger deal. It's a sixty plus year old man. He must have knocked on his. Yeah, it was crazy. Mindset. Oh, he's doing. He's got some good good base though. I mean, do you think that'll empower now, you know, uh Bootsy or Beamsy to come at you like that? Yes. Uh, in the next round of coaching. It's coming, buddy. I mean, it's coming. Yeah, this it's it's all in play. We have no names, please, but there is a kid that I coach, I won't even say the grade, who it's in play over the next two weeks of basketball that he punches either a teammate, an opponent, a referee, or his dad. It's in play. Gosh. It's in play. It's we're edging closer. Not a world piece. It's coming. Okay, so here's the it. thing. If you're the dad, you, you, you probably need to have this conversation with him. Yeah. So I'm guessing his dad helps coach. Helps coach. It doesn't? Okay. Maybe you have the conversation of, we got to bite the head off the snake right now. Okay? Guy's getting a little too big for his britches. Um, maybe we go old school style on him. Uh, full Tim McGraw uh, Friday Night Lights or whatever it takes. This. Okay, you mentioned Friday Night Lights. Did you watch the series? 
I, I've I've seen parts of. It. I didn't sit down and watch okay, the whole well, that's thing. That's a crime. Romo loved it. I know. I'd watch. I've seen enough to know the storyline and who the characters okay. are. When we're done here, I want you to Google Joe McCoy. <laughs> okay. And when that happens, and you figure out who that is, then you'll know why what you're laying out is not an option. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's how that's <laughs> I feel like some, this is going to be exciting here. Hey, yeah. I, I know the story, and I'm just I'm waiting for Bob to Google it uh, during. And then he'll break. go, "Oh, I see." Now, now oh, that's the that's that's where we're at. Now we all one. understand. Uncle, yeah. always appreciate the time. Have a great show today. All right, boys. Have a good day. There you go. So Uncle Bo with us here every single Tuesday at this time. Going to reveal our fan poll next. Morning juice right here on the fan. Fan traffic from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there, and a good Tuesday morning to you. A couple problem spots across Central Ohio. The first one over on 33 eastbound, right as you approach 104. The left lane is blocked in those eastbound lanes because of a crash. We're also still tracking slow moving traffic on 33 westbound coming in from Canal Winchester because of a crash just past Gender Road. Also, still seeing a lot of slow moving traffic over on the northeast side. The left lane is blocked on 161 east found just beyond Hamilton Road because of a crash. Lastly, we are still tracking crews on I-270 eastbound just beyond US-62 because of a crash over on the southwest side. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Stagger. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you make a wise crack about Dayton pizza, Beamer will murder you dead. Ah, humor. I have it too. This is Morning Juice. Yeah, we're here on the Juice. are brought to you by our good friends over at Affinity Whole Healthy Leader in testosterone and hormone replacement therapy. You can, of course, visit them on the line at feelgreatcolumbus.com. Uncle Bo and the boy is going to be up after we're done until noon. Talk a little calves. That's the third-ranked mid-market show right. for 9 to noon. That you're going to find. Bishop and friends you're going to find. That's correct. Dom Tiberi going to join him. Tuesdays with Tiberi at 948 mm. this morning. Jody Shelley going to join him. Talk a little jackets at 1133. They're going to do a segment that Shark is not going to like, and I don't think many Browns fans are going to like. Justin Fields perhaps looking for a new destination. Mm-hmm. And that destination perhaps being Cleveland in the AFC North. Oh, Pittsburgh. A little east of uh, the city of Cleveland. Who are we listening to here, Shark? That'll be uh, Pete Gabriel. Happy oh, birthday yeah. today, 72 maybe? I think you're correct in that. I threw my paper away already. Um, Beam, I, did, I, I broke my own rule. I When I was doing my stuff preparation for this day oh, in history I, last week, I heard. Shark texted me He's because like, I gave him his stuff. He goes, she didn't give me the 12th. And I'm like, definitely did. It's written on the top of the sheet here. I won't be back till the 13th. Yeah. So, Are you off on you Tuesday? Are you of off all the Peter Wednesday? Gabriel you could have picked, Shark, this is what we went with. What do you want to hear, Bob? I don't know. Salisbury Hills? Oh, and... Yeah, just ask. You don't Salisbury to... State. You don't well, have to I... ridicule me. Just well, ask. I'm just, listen, I'm leaning in on you to figure out. Well, I'm... this was probably his biggest hit. Maybe oh. Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer was the number one like song of all time, someone said. What? Yes, there was a... a All right, let me, let I me tell. dump that and go with Salisbury Hill. I'm, I aim to please, Bob. So there was something that... Beam and I talked about that, where Sledgehammer was like the number one song 
of something. I don't know. I'm, I'm taking requests all day. Working the ones... Church, when you retire, you just need to go be an old school disc jockey. <laughs> yeah, playing classic rock. I think you would like that. We'll get you a nice, like, one to three guest DJ spot, PM. And that way it's right in the middle of your day. What time? One to three PM. Here at the fan? Sure. I don't think Maddie and Anthony would have oh, a Oh, they would with love it. You could just play the background bed for them. Yeah, we'll just do request hour. Nothing but 70s and 80s. Rothman would love that. How about a one hour, Shark? We'll just do like a one to two. Rothman went to see you too. I the saw sphere. that. I did yeah. see that he got over to the sphere. By the way, I saw that because, I mean, Vegas was packed this weekend with the Super Bowl, obviously, going on. They also had the live golf event that was uh, in Vegas over Listen, the weekend. The real golf event is the Wasted Management Tour because the video is coming we out We talked of that. about that yesterday. Oh, my gosh. That is the golf Bob, event. they stopped selling alcohol on Saturday. What quitters? I mean, you're telling me you're going to stop selling those fine folks alcohol? They were Give just hitting their more. stride. Give me more. The, the more. fights that I got to see there. Get you people, this is golf, not a rock concert. Dude's Shooter McGavin would have been out wrestling of his each other in mud it was pits. So awesome. People sliding down hills. It was so great. I saw one guy, I saw one video. Of this I, honestly, dude was, I had FOMO. I always wish I was there. <laughs> he was in a mud pit and he whether it be the forces of nature or forces would have been ingested, he couldn't get out of this mud pit. And it was like a six by six foot mud pit. It wasn't very big. And then he finally gets out. The people are cheering him, and he's excited, and he's moving around in his arms and pumping up and down. And then he immediately takes a right-hand stumble, face-first down a, down a hill, and just yes, slides on his that's face. The, that's the worst. <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I saw that gif, and I was like, man, this is great. And then someone goes, that just happened. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I didn't even realize what it was from. There was no reference. Like, that's at the Wasted Open, which that's where it's going now. Forget the waste management. Wasted it's the weight of the wasted management. Gosh, that's a, that. That is the. Do golf you think we can take the needs. morning juice on the road there next year? <laughs> We'd be broadcasting from what? Th- they're two hours behind right now. So yeah, we'd be it's going three four to daylight. seven. That's yeah. fine. That's that'd great. be perfect. We'll be getting done right as they're picking up steam. That sounds awesome to me. So not you. I listen. I'm telling you, that is the golf that I'm here for. <laughs> The memorial, we need more of that at the memorial. Maybe the memorial, not all the way. The memorial is a is a mini version of that. Because no, it gets it gets a not it gets even a close. little frothy. They've tightened it down so yeah, much, Beam. Back in the day. Because they Sh- do a good job at the memorial. Upstanding citizens. Schlegs was eating Ohio. cicadas. I mean <laughs> well, that's probably why they've tightened it up. He, he, he told, told Will Smith's done the story that I forgot his Will. His dad was the one that first threw down the money for Schlegs to eat the cicada. That's great. He started the fire, Billy Joel style. And I go, I forgot that he was there. He goes, yeah, because he had just come back. And I was like, he was, it was like I was, have you ever seen a, you know, like a movie deal without a flashback? Post. And then all of a sudden his character just appeared. I was like, there, he was in my mind. It just, <laughs> I didn't, all the, the, the malted hops and barley had to erase some of it. Like yep. Happy Gilmore's mind with his girlfriend really? uh, bringing the two yes. liters of beer out Basically there. Basically, <laughs> like that. I was like, Will was with us. And then, like, it shakes right off a couple other guys. I'm like, Yes, I remember that now. It was just buried deep in my subconscious. The U2 concerts over the weekend in Vegas were going for like $50 a piece because nobody want, nobody was going to the concerts. Like, they're usually three, 400 to get in the door. Really? And the ticket prices were so low because there was Rothman. so much else going on. 
Good for the Roth dog. He took advantage of that. I would have gone if I was out there. Oh, sure. Go to the Sphere. See Especially if you're not missing there. the game for it. Yeah, like go just, on a Friday, well, Saturday night. going to the Super Bowl party, so I get it. Our daily fan poll sponsored by ER Auto Care. Masters of our craft. Today's fan poll at 971thefan.com or on Twitter at 971thefan. Who is this, Smash Mouth? This is the Monkees. Okay. Uh, Peter Nor- Tork. Peter Tork. Born, he's, he's dead. He's dead, but he was born today. If your favorite team was in the Super Bowl, how much would you be spilling, willing to spend on a ticket? Less than five grand, five to ten grand, ten thousand plus, or fourth option, which I think Shark, you and I are on the same brainwave uh, here. Must watch in a padded room. Yeah, I. I I'd first of all, watch I, it. I I don't think I would spend five thousand dollars on any sporting event. That's a lot of money to go to a one-off three-and-a-half, four-hour game. If the U.S. was playing in the World Cup final. Yeah, maybe. But even that, it's two, I mean, that's two hours. Yeah, but you could extend that just like the guy at the Wasted Management beam. That's just true. If you promised me that the World Cup final would be here in Columbus at Lower.com Field, then I'd go. What if they played at the Shoe? Okay, I'd go. Yeah. I'd try to get into the door. Okay, but even those prices I don't think would reach $5,000 a pop. If the U.S. played on American You're soil, right. soil right. for a Gold Cup match in the World Cup, yeah. I'm guessing that it would be over that. You're probably right about that. I don't know if I can get to five grand for any sporting event. It's okay, William. You'll be good. Yeah. Forget your college, buddy. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> General had so much fun today. What do you say we do it again tomorrow if they allow us? You good with that? Oh, yeah. Big weekend Wednesday. Everybody have a great day. Uncle Bo and the boys are up next. We're back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. to break everything down. Have a good one. Talk to you then. Morning Jupes right here on The Fan. Fan traffic. From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center. Hey there and happy Tuesday. A couple trouble spots out there. The first one over on 33 eastbound right as you meet State Route 104. The left lane is blocked on those eastbound lanes of 33 because of a crash. Also still tracking some slow moving traffic on 33 westbound. Coming in from Canal Winchester because of a crash that is right near Gender Road. And we are tracking slow moving traffic still on 161 eastbound over on the northeast side. The left lane blocked just beyond Hamilton Road because of a crash. Crews are working to clear up right now. Lastly, the left lane still blocked in, slowing traffic just a little bit on I-270 eastbound over on the southwest side. That is in those eastbound lanes just beyond US-62. In the 10TV Traffic Center, I'm Amy Steigerwald. It's a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by ESPN. Back gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Buckeye Hoops men's basketball is looking to make it two in a row tonight as they travel to Wisconsin, who's actually lost four games in a row. Ohio State's a nine-and-a-half-point underdog in the game, and if you like them to pull off the upset, they're plus 360 on the money line. Bruce Thornton coming off a big game has a 13-and-a-half-point over-under point total. For your ESPN bet action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM HD1 Columbus. The Fan.
Good morning, I'm Eric Reese, sir. For just the third time this calendar year, the Cleveland Cavaliers lost an NBA game. Darius Garland missed a three at the buzzer, and the 76ers held on for a 123-121 win last night in Philadelphia. New Sixer Buddy Heald led them with 26 points. Donovan Mitchell led the Cavs with 35. The loss snaps the Cavaliers' nine-game winning streak. Cleveland remains second in the East at 35-17. and Wine and Gold are home versus Chicago on Wednesday. That's before the NBA takes its all-star break. In college hoops, Ohio State looks to halt a historic road slide tonight in Madison. Buckeyes are at number 20 Wisconsin. Tip-off from the Kohl Center's 9 p.m. Ohio State hasn't won a true road game in 408 days. We'll have Buckeyes-Badgers pregame coverage on the fans starting tonight at 8 p.m. This update sponsored by BMI Federal Credit Union. Earn a $200 cash bonus when you open a new free checking account at BMI Federal Credit Union. Visit BMIFCU.org slash free. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.